Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Tabua. Tabua. Aoub. <laughs> what about Aoub? Safula. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? There's local politics, bud. Don't go over the rules. It'll take forever. Let's just get to the draft. Let's get the pumping. I got a little taco meat on my chest. It's going to be fine. We, we, in the, we in the thick. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm screaming, too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready for this? <laughs> I am. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a lovely Tuesday in eastern North Carolina. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. We're talking to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, pr927fm.com, and you can watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. Make sure you like the Pirate Radio page on Facebook Live and follow us there for breaking news, stories, and of course, all of our videos as this program is on right now. You can find the same over at YouTube. Subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. Smash that like and watch us there. Coming up on today's program, we'll continue on with our opponent previews. Today, we will talk about the NC State Wolfpack with the color analyst on the Wolfpack Radio Network, Tony Haynes. He's been there a long time. He'll join us to talk about this 2022 group from Raleigh that'll be coming to Dowdy Ficklin Stadium on September 3rd. So looking forward to talking to Tony Haynes and also playing Chandler's Gary Hahn impressions for Tony Haynes and him giving a grade on that. So that's coming up in about 25, 30 minutes or so here in hour number one. Hour two. We'll do our first uh, dip. We'll dip our toe into fantasy football for the first time this offseason. Drafts approaching in maybe late July, early August. Uh, So we will talk some fantasy football coming up in hour number two of today's show. We will talk to a former pirate and future pirate in hour number five. They both have the same first name. We'll talk to Bryce Williams, former ECU tight end, and Bryce Weaver, future east carolina offensive lineman he is a dh conley viking he committed it within the last week and we'll talk about his commitment growing up being a pirate fan and uh, what it means to him to be playing in the purple and gold coming up in the future so looking forward to bryce and bryce coming up in hour three of today's show shirley rhodes is here the big dog glenn griffin cj schaefer to my left is Chandler Honeycutt. Hello, Chandler. How you doing, Clipper? Good to see you. Doing great. To Chandler's left is Jonathan Ellerby. Hello, Jonathan. What's up, Clipper? Day off of uh, Shirley Day. How's everybody feeling? Yeah. Uh, I'm hungover. I got that Shirley Day after hangover. You do? Has yeah. got yeah. the? Is it still feeling like Shirley Day around here, or is uh, everybody... All that, to... uh, all the cake Troy D. ate really upset my stomach. Yeah. Well, he's not a really a dessert guy. <laughs> he's not. And he's not a really telling the truth guy about what kind of food he likes, either. He's not a dessert guy. He's not a dessert guy, but he plugged three different restaurants here in Greenville and their desserts that they have. Yes. So. A uh, not a hot dog guy either, and eats a lot of hot dogs. So he, he's just a guy. He's but a guy guy. Somehow uh, took over for Shirley Day. He did. But uh, that was fun yesterday. It it's Shirley Day every day here. At it Pirate is. Area. It is. Thank you for being here, Shirley. Yeah, really. Anytime she shows up now, it's an important day. She leaves so much. Wow. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> Taking a lot of heat really? off Chandler when you were Thank on God the- I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bachelor Party over here. <laughs> I'll say Chandler has perfect attendance during the summer, so he can get all his days off in football season when yeah. we need him. 
Yeah. So, uh, How many weddings you got coming up, brother? No, right now it's uh, I'm I'm clear. I do have a wedding in football season, but it's on a Sunday. You're only allowed to have married friends from now on. You can't like, no more single people that you have to go Give to their wedding. Give me another year, and I will ha- I will be there. <laughs> a, Sunday a Sunday NFL Sunday wedding. Would you rather it be on a Sunday when we don't work or a Saturday when we work? For you, I mean, whatever. I, yeah, I'd rather it be on Sunday. But if I was, I'm a, glad that it's a. I'm a Carolina Panther fan. Oh, you're saying it's not good. What's the date on it? Is it uh, early in the, the season or late? It's uh, middle of July or middle of uh, September. <laughs> a preseason game? You're going to miss a preseason game? <laughs> yeah, but the Panthers are still like mathematically alive in the middle of September. Mm. Look, I'll be, look, I'll be checking my phone. God, man. Who, I mean, I was. Who right are be, the people that does? Right before I was walking down the aisle for my buddy's wedding in October, I was on my phone watching ECU and Tulane. I watched Holt Naylor's uh, score from the twenty. Uh, right, like literally seconds before we were supposed to walk down the aisle. Yeah, we got to get better at planning these uh, these weddings, people. Mm-hmm. That's that's tough, right there. Uh, yeah. All right. Anywho. All right. Uh, some news today. ECU news. Uh, LRB, our good friend Malcolm Gray, is now the head man in charge when it comes to the sports Info- information media relations department. Tom McClellan announced he was leaving a few months ago. Malcolm Gray, uh, they hire within, gets the job, and. Uh, biased but i like malcolm glad to see that he's done a great job i think an excellent move i mean uh tom mcclellan uh, did a great job for a long time was able to move over to Pitt county schools for a new opportunity and uh obviously i think staying internal and and going with malcolm i always enjoy when you have him on pirate radio live super knowledgeable when it comes to baseball obviously been a part of the east carolina baseball program for a long time but uh big red sox fan loves coming on and and talking baseball with you but has has really been a part of the football yeah he's Uh, been the number two yeah i mean like I, I've given him a lot of credit for for baseball, but it's not like he's been absent from the football program. Tom's just been kind of leading it, but I mean Malcolm's been right there in stride with Tom, so I don't think East Carolina's going to skip a beat uh, by 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 any means. And uh, I think a good move by East Carolina. And congratulations to Malcolm. Yeah, happy for Malcolm. He's been around a long time, not just at ECU, but he was, uh, I believe, a Rose guy before that. Oh so. yeah, Greenville guy. Greenville guy through and through. Uh, Malcolm Gray. So that was good news today. Uh, any- Surprised y'all never gotten any Conley Rose. War, war words there, Clip yeah. Rock. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that could be next time you have Malcolm on. Maybe you can uh, you can you can bring that up. He's one of those Rose elitists mm-hmm. that we hate so much. Uh, I've kind of backed off of that, getting to know like RV and other Rose people. Right. It's hard to like trash Rose and then talk to RV because he's like the nicest guy ever. Right. So and, and you're not going to say anything negative about Marvin. No, nah, can't do that. Yeah. So Scoot you're 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 kind of bleeding green. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's not go that far. Uh, we will talk to a Conley Viking coming up at five o'clock. That's exciting. Bryce Weaver, who will be joining the football team next year. Uh, but he will have another uh, season to play at D.H. Conley as an offensive lineman, and he committed recently, and much like Malcolm, uh, a pirate through and through, a Greenville guy through and through, and uh, he wanted to play at East Carolina, and he will uh, be doing that in the future. So we'll talk about his commitment coming up. Yeah, I look forward to hearing uh, more about uh, Mr. Weaver there and uh, what his – talents and skills and abilities and his excitement about uh putting on the purple and gold from uh the viking blue and gold yeah so i uh, got that coming up in the five o'clock hour on today's show uh no other real news and notes east carolina wise did see yesterday i don't think we mentioned it on the show but the final polls came out for uh all the baseball publications d1 baseball maybe the mo- the one we follow the closest had ecu at 13 <clears throat> 
which and and all the other ones were pretty much in the teens anyway but pretty much where they were in the preseason right it kind of all ended up right around where they were preseason yeah well i mean it's obviously there's only one team that can finish at the top and all the other spots really don't matter but hey look if you can start there in the preseason and finish in the postseason then uh that's that's a good year and that's a successful year it did not take a linear path lrb no it went way south and found its way back up to 13 in fact we thought it might be higher than 13 for a moment uh, in greenville a few weekends ago well at the start of the season you know east carolina was in the polls and and, and of course went zero and three against bryant and you know still stayed in and then it took another week before the pirates fell out but usually there's a lot of seasons where the pirates are just kind of chipping away somewhere in there between the 19 and 20 range or 19 and 25 range staying in the polls but uh, this year when they fell out man it, it took a long battle i think they didn't get back in until right before the american tournament right yeah right uh, there at the it, end of it the took season. a 20 game win streak battle well before that yeah. i mean the, the 20 game win streak went you know on into the to the regional mm-hmm. and, and beyond that but it, it took at least the 14 or 15 wins for them to really make make noise and get back into to those polls but uh, certainly a nice honor uh, to, to finish with the national ranking and uh, as i said i mean there's still a lot of uh, meat on the bone for them to punch other goals of getting to omaha and who knows maybe winning a national title old miss uh, sneaks in the tournament wins it all it's not the cinderella story that is like a a vcu or a george mason run to the final four in basketball because old miss traditional sec it was their first college world series win i believe yes and so there's that and the fact that they uh should have been left out according to a lot of people but nc state fans yeah nc state old dominion uh those were two of the first four out i remember from the watch party how bitter the Wolfpack are at the college world series the last two years huh yeah they uh they get bounced in omaha not allowed to play Uh, also showed up to their bowl game in California and were told to go home. Right. Like hours before the game. Yeah, I mean, they've Ol- had a rough run. Ole Miss is a blue blood. And I then mean, their basketball invitation to the uh, NCAA tournament got lost in the mail, I think. It did. It <laughs> did. I think it got lost somewhere in like mid-January or February. <laughs> yeah. But uh, tough, tough times for the Wolfpack. Look forward to Tony Haynes coming up in a little bit when you're talking Pirates and uh, Pack and the football. But uh, yeah, I mean, Ole Miss, uh, I mean, really Tennessee the best team this year. Ole Miss, the last team in, and wins it all. So I mean, they were they were tournament ready and won the tournament. It was the SEC tournament down there or up there in Omaha. I mean, isn't it like that every year though? Pretty much now. I mean, Mississippi State and Ole Miss are the last two winners, and yeah. then I think even before that, I mean, it's it's. I mean, who were the Coastal Carolina got one in 2016. I know Virginia got one in 15. But I mean, if you look at how, I wonder how many out of the eight schools over the last 10 years have just been SEC dominated. It seems like it seems like the SEC gets half the field in every tournament. Yeah. And you just kind of wonder about I mean the balance in, in sports and now with Texas and Oklahoma. I mean in Oklahoma and Texas were both in the College World Series. So I mean that's potential teams to be there in the future representing <laughs> that conference of the, the the power shift. And I was listening to I think the Jim Rome show earlier that uh, one of the Texas players in football, just signed an NIL deal to drive a Lamborghini. So, I mean, the, the money out there is is just is just ridiculous. And, and, you know, Texas is a school and a lot of these big SEC schools, and I think I even saw switching years that LSU has gotten like the Vanderbilt shortstop. And they got some, Tommy White from and, NC State. And, yeah. and, and, so, I mean, it's like LSU, they, they got the Minnesota Twins pitching coach 
to come to LSU for the so, same position. Yes, so I mean they're they're paying LSU is paying a pitching coach more than a team in Major League Baseball. So uh, my thing with like these NIL deals is you got all these Texas billionaires that are out there that are Texas fans and supporters. That I mean, what are there only thirty two NFL teams? So it's really hard to get in the NFL fraternity to own an NFL team. So if you're a billionaire, an oil man, a billionaire in Texas, you just make Texas University your your NFL team, and yeah. you're doing NIL deals and buying players, and you know doing all. I mean, how much do you think Arch Manning got to, to go to the University of Texas? Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I don't know. I, I how long does this last? Like, at what point do these people and maybe they have pocketbooks that never end? But when you pay a a college like a baseball player. Like, there's no really return on that investment unless it's personal. He makes the pros it's, and, like, gives you money while he's playing in the Major League no, Baseball. No, it gets back to, I think, it, my point of, like, if you can't get in the fraternity to own a professional franchise. I hear you. You, yeah. you can just spend money to help your college team right. achieve a lot of success. There is no – when you're a billionaire – you don't worry about getting anything back. I don't. I you mean, just want. You, you just want to own something. You get the ego yeah. and the enjoyment of like, well, Clip Brock helped us buy Chandler and CJ and Glenn and got us a national. Th- I mean, like, you get the ego boost and and probably there. You know, knowing how smart most billionaires are, they probably track it into some other business adventure where they're making money on the back end or something, or have that player do something for them or, or, or do something with the university where they, they end up making more money. But I mean, if you're, if you're spending money like that, it doesn't really matter. And, and when does it run out? It runs in whenever, whenever, whenever people say, Hey, en- enough is enough. I'm not going to pay college players anymore, but I well, think it's their own decision. Yeah. But I mean, I think, I mean, the university of Miami, I think is, is back to the wild, wild West down there. They got Mario. I mean, people are just spending money. I just the sh- when LSU can can pay more. I'm really shocked that the Minnesota Twins only pay three hundred fifty thousand dollars a year for their pitching coach, and LSU gets the guy for five hundred thousand. <laughs> I mean, it's just. I mean, in, in a way, that sounds you know ridiculous to say out loud once you say that. But I mean, it's just really weird when an SEC school outbid. I mean, you're at professional baseball. And then you're going the highest you can go. And then you're going back to have to recruit 17 year olds yeah. to come pitch for you, where really you're just you like if you don't like the way Clip Brock and Chandler Honeycutt are pitching, you can look down in AAA or look across the league and try to make a trade and say, hey, look, their mechanics just aren't good, or I can't, I can no longer make him throw at 95 miles an hour. But I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just, it's a crazy. That's a crazy. That's a Mike Mullis conversation right there. You should watch the Twins play. You'll see why nobody wants to coach. Disgusting. Them. Right now, one to one with the Guardians in the seventh <laughs> inning. Do so. Uh, I've seen a lot of people, you know, end of times, end of days here with the NIL and everything. That now all these schools have the money and they're going to pay these guys, and East Carolina can't keep up. I mean, is it really? I don't think it's that much different than it's always been. It hasn't changed at all, <laughs> yeah. in my opinion. So I don't. I'm not freaking out about it because the big schools were getting the big players before and finding a way to pay them under the table. Now it's legal. I, what's changed, really? Arch Manning's list did not change. Yeah, I mean, he was going to Texas, Georgia, Ole Miss, or Tennessee, or wherever. You know, like that didn't change. And it's, there's still only so much room for these players. There's not. They're not adding more positions on the field. They're not adding more roster spots so there's not going to be enough room for all these guys i think where it does change is when you go to when you go to a school now maybe you don't transfer because your nil deal is that good unless the unless they cut ties with you through the NIL. like all of a sudden hey look i'm making a million dollars a year at alabama i I didn't really 
you know, meet my expectations as a freshman, but they're going to keep paying. I mean, like, I'm not going to go pack my bags because I'm not getting the playing time because I'm still getting my NIL money. There so, might be a good part of this, too. We all like the old days when guys stayed at a school and we knew the players, right? Like Armando Baycott from North Carolina probably could have gone to the NBA draft, but his NIL deal is so sweet and he likes being a college guy. He's like, well, hell, I'll go another year to North Carolina. Right. Maybe exactly. it may look, there could be a positive it, to this. It, I think it does settle down some things. It really it depends on like if I have Clip Brock under an NIL deal and I have him for a million dollars, I'm like, mm, you know, Clip's freshman year really wasn't that great. And I really need to, you know, Chandler, we can get him from Tennessee if I maybe I just cut Clip off my NIL deal and I give them you know, that's when that's when it's that's when it becomes a business. Yeah. You know, well, I mean we're it, here. It, we're, oh, yeah. I know, but that's when that's when all that but it could it could go either way. It's and then just, the coach is like, we still want you on the team. But and the guy's like, well, I'm not getting paid a million dollars by Johnny, uh, you know, yeah. money down I the mean, street. W- what it's come down to is it's all season to season at this point. It's yeah, all, you got to accept it. Yes. If you want to, you know, be a part of it, spring, watch it. Spring ball, fall camp, the, <laughs> the, the fall football season, it's all season to season because everybody is looking for a better deal. I've said it before on this show, and I'll say it again. Unless you're a school in the SEC or Big Ten, everybody in college athletics or the world of college is looking for a better deal. They're looking to move conferences. Coaches are looking for more jo- different jobs. Players are looking for more opportunities, whether it's NIL deals where they are or elsewhere. And uh, it just seems like anybody can, you know, is the price right? And can I get? Can I move? That is what it's about, and uh, and it's really kind of. I mean, honestly, I said it, I've said this before too. NBA free agency is ten times more interesting than, than than the NBA. Way better. So it see. makes college free agency. <laughs> I mean, it gives what for sports radio for what we do. Yeah, it's tremendous fodder to have basically free agency across the land, and hopefully, as more nil deals become more public, and like, I mean, I am very interested in what Arch Manning is getting at Texas. Like, what kind of money did he get? A million? Did he get ten million? And who's paying it? How's he? Who's he endorsing? Like How's that, his deal compared to the Ewers guy? Ewers guy that got all that money to go to Ohio State last year absolutely. that went back to Texas. Yes. Like uh, whose locker is more uh, got more diamonds in it? Oh, and know. think think of like I mean, when people are pulling up in the parking lot. Who's driving yeah. what? I mean, I think it creates so many great dynamics. You know how like on the NFL Sunday on NFL Countdown when they show the players with their headphones walking in, oh, yeah. like you know, oh, you know, Tom Brady's arrived at the stadium or whatever. Now it's going to be Arch Manning's arrived. I mean, it's just it's professional sport. I mean, it's caught up to the NFL. Basically, you want to see what Arch Manning's driving or what some of these athletes in college might be. Uh, dressing like Cam Newton showing up to sure. stadiums now. Hey, look, if they want to stand out and get deals and look, hey, look, would you dress a little goofy for, you know, $500,000 deal? You, know, you, you damn right. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're if you're angry at the, I, I mean, maybe you don't call him a kid, the, the athlete, the football player for accepting the money, then you're basically just jealous that he's making more money than you are. Because would you take the money if you were offered it in a second? Hell yeah, absolutely. If you want to, if you are angry about the situation, be angry at the adults giving the money. I, you shouldn't be angry at all. No, but because it is what it is. But you sitting at home stewing at this uh, this athlete for making money. If you were offered the money, you would take it it's in no, a heartbeat. It's no different when we all grew up. You had friends with better NIL parents than your parents. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you had friends that drove new cars and you drove a, a used car. You, you didn't had hate friends, the friend. 
friend. You yeah. had friends that went on great vacations and you stayed home, you know, like, or you were that, you were that person that yeah. was, you know, so it doesn't, it's, that's life. That's, you know, I wish people would have paid me to go to communication class at East Carolina. Hell yeah, I would have taken Instead, I paid East Carolina to go to communication class. I've gotten a degree and it's somewhat worked out. So, I mean, it's just, that's just the way it is. I wish I, I wanted that Weight Watchers deal when I was at ECU. <laughs> That's what was that was that was that the missing piece? Oh, the milkshake and yeah. What about a shake wake? Uh, yeah, get you an, I'd have been shaking it. So we get you an NIL deal with the uh, the fifth quarter shake wake. <laughs> you know that's our fifth call. Shake weight, LRB. Shake weight. What I say? Only weight. people. That, only people that work out know the real name of it. Sorry. So that's me and not you. <laughs> F4.com. Uh, dot <laughs> com. All right. Uh, yeah, nothing else going on really in the world of sports. Let's talk. Uh, if you think of something, uh, let me know. But, Ellery, I want to know your favorite all-time ECU running backs. Junior Smith. He's number one? Yeah, I okay. think he's number one. I think um, – It was cool, too. And and, I don't, and are you talking the entire body of work? He was a coach here? Yes. So, like, got to know him as a coach? He's the all-time leading – he was just one of those guys. I mean, he he was an undersized guy that was an overachiever, and and I love players like that. And and junior, I mean, he was in. I mean, a lot of people don't remember he was on the Peach Bowl team. He didn't really play, but he it was it was very cool to watch him grow as a person and a player. I mean, he was one of those just tough guys to tackle. He he and he was. That's the point is he was a running back when I was in school for at least two or three of my years. So um, I always loved Junior Smith and I always loved watching Leonard Henry. His burst of speed um, was just fun. He was in that fun offense with Garrard and those guys. And uh, I always thought Leonard Henry was uh, just tremendous. And he was here not too long ago doing a podcast with uh, Coach Connors. And man, he's. I mean, he looks the exact same. I mean, he is. He's built. Now, of course, I heard you guys talking with Troy D. He picked Tony Collins, which he never saw Tony play. But I mean, I, obviously, as our friendship, T- Tony, Tony is a Tony's an awesome dude. And I and I vaguely I came here in the '80s because my parents and I remember Ernest Bonner's name, and I rem- more remember watching him play, obviously, in the pros. Yeah. But, uh, hey, won a Super Bowl with my Washington Redskins. Yeah, absolutely. But Ernest was Ernest was like one of those first early Pirates that you could watch an NFL game and be like, oh, he went to East Carolina because also. He was, came here LRB hung yes. out with us really nice awesome guy no, so super. that's cool too yeah so. but he was like one of the, like one of those first position players that was in the league that you could really um, remember uh, with because the Brown was because he was with the Browns and the Redskins you know Tony with the Patriots I mean just the the, the NFL coverage wasn't what it was when when they were playing but I mean it, you know during the playoffs and stuff Ernest obviously uh, made a name for himself on, on many levels with the Browns that he's the fumble of course and, and then, good and then redemption with the Redskins with uh, the Super Bowl win you mentioned Leonard Henry Robert mentions another Clinton, Clinton North Carolina native Jairus McPhail which is a running back that was here I think during your time here at East Carolina yeah so. McPhail was, was, was another great name too uh, underrated LRB anybody come to mind for you underrated running back i'm trying to think that's tough trying to think who would have been some of those guys that uh who are some who's who do you think was maybe the best running back that used to catch balls out of the backfield um i mean because we had some of those i mean a lot of the shane carden running backs. i mean breon yeah i feel like tay cooper could uh do it do it as well i had coop as my my number one you know, a lot of a lot of some of them that you, I mean, you can't call them running backs because they were the quarterbacks. We've had a lot of great runners at the at the QB position that were able to to slice and dice. Chris Johnson know. was good catching the ball in the backfield, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was pretty good. We got a running back right now that could do that, Keaton Mitchell. 
So mm-hmm. Mitchell's Mitchell's that that speed and explosion he has is is awesome. Does a uh, running back performance against East Carolina stand out to you? You know, I went and looked this morning because I heard you've talking about this the last two days, and uh, it. Have you looked at the, like the people that have the records against East Carolina? Well, the guy I said might have the record, KJ Harris. Where yeah, was he at? West Virginia, three hundred thirty. I think he yards. was number one. I was at that game, but the Navy. Morgantown. I didn't see the, any Navy guy on there because I think they must have split it up over so <coughs> yeah. many. Different oh, there was people. like seven or eight guys that had at least forty yards rushing against us in that, yeah. on that day in two thousand. I mean, and you want to talk about quarterbacks running the ball against us? I, I can't remember what their quarterbacks' names were, but I mean, they had Reynolds, they had Perry, Dobbs, like yeah, and who was the last guy maybe like two or three years Malcolm ago. Malcolm Perry, I think, was most recent. Is that the guy that ended up going to the NFL too? Maybe. Yeah. Keenan yeah. Reynolds did too. Yeah. So, yeah. But I mean, they, they, they would slice and dice. But uh, and D'Angelo Williams was on that yeah. list. He, he was good. He was a guy that, you know, you knew he was going to be in the league. And uh, UCF had some good backs over the years. Uh, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Had uh, played some, with Detroit. Some good games. The, uh, the USF had Marlon Mack, who's in the NFL. So, I mean, we faced some. Good guys. One guy uh, responded. Latavius Murray went to uh, Latavius Murray. Yeah, one guy responded. Andre Brown, and I don't remember if he had a huge game against TCU, but he did have the dagger overtime touchdown. Yeah, I do remember that, and he stood out because obviously right here from Greenville. So uh, yeah, there's been there's been some definitely some talented players that have uh, shredded the uh, old pirate defense over the years. We'll talk uh, wide receivers coming up on Wednesday with Stephen Igo, and my all-time favorite is going to be a lot of people's all-time favorite, uh, Dwayne Harris, but I think we'll hear some different answers. I think Dwayne, give us a preview of yours, Ellery? I think Dwayne Harris might rank as my all-time favorite pirate. He's mine. I mean, just in general, I think there wasn't anybody that was that was tougher than, than Dwayne Harris and a guy that could do... Uh, I mean, punt returns and just, I mean, he was just so reliable and a guy that just kind of really developed and in, in kind of like a typical East Carolina player came out of nowhere. He's just kind of made a name for himself here, had a great pro career. But uh, how deep are you guys going on the position previews? Are y'all doing every position? Like, yeah, it's your first time here at Pirate Radio? No, but I mean, I mean are you doing punter? Like, and yeah, you, we you do have it a, all. a punter day or is that like a special team? I've been team's doing day? this for like 12 years. Okay. Long snapper day. But you haven't been doing these questions. So that'll no. be. No. So oh, the questions? The questions. That's where I want to know. Like, oh, who's oh, your oh. favorite all time long snapper? Who's your favorite right guard? <laughs> yes. My favorite all time long snapper is Wilson Rayner. All right. And then is, second, is he your Charlie favorite? Cog- uh, second, Charlie Coggins. I know you. I mean, you and I go have been kind of hogging the position previews. Now you've kind of engaged everybody else with all these questions. I mean, I'll throw out the questions. I don't know how many answers we're going to get. Right. For uh, you know, left guard and probably just snapper. probably want to lump the offensive line together. Favorite holder, Joe Sloan, probably. Uh, Nick Crabtree. Okay. Worth, see, Worth Gregory was he won an or he was a finalist for that award here at ECU. Okay, that's ridiculous that there's a holder award. Mm-hmm. What's the, who's it named after? I don't know. The best holder in college football. It was a thing, and I think uh, I think John Young also was a finalist for it. So, I mean, we know uh, the punters got an award, the kickers got. Pete Mortel, Peter Mortel, holder of the year award. Mm. So there you go. I need to know more about Peter Mortel. Well, I'll tell you what. When we do special teams, we'll tell you all you need to know. Thank you. And also with Steve and I, get more. We got to talk commitments because uh, Mike Houston and staff firing the cannons over the weekend with a couple of commitments okay thank you chandler for that and really chandler i'm gonna put this on you because you're going to be our special teams guy for football season this year i want you to go interview the holder on uh, media day and ask him about the pete mortel award <laughs> and if that's on, on his list of things to uh you know i mean if that's well, something john it, young's back right is john young back 
He's our holder. You think they do a watch list for this? Can we follow Peter Martell on Twitter? Keep up with this? This this is important news. Is John Young on the roster? I cannot remember. I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so. And if you don't know that, then I don't know if you should be our special teams guy. Right. Or, or maybe I'm wrong. I'm more focused on the long snappers. All right, fine. That part you you got to you got to spread out and get more diverse with your special specialist. Teams. Yes. All right, LRB, we're about to talk to uh, to Tony Haynes and uh, talk some pack football. Want to so. go down to Tony? Yeah. So, what do you think? Uh, you nervous about having Tony hear your uh, impersonations? No, not too bad. You think he'll ask you to join the uh, Wolfpack? <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you mind if Gary if Gary's sick one day? Can you come and actually do uh, do his? That's actually talking? not a bad idea. Instead of hiring a new guy, hire an impersonator of the previous guy. There's like Carolina, a, instead of Jones Angel, you know, he does a good job, but they should have got a Woody Durham impersonator. I should be doing Braves baseball right you now. You should be. Let's hear it. And Acuna <laughs> to the point. Swag on, high fly ball, left field. That one is gone. Would you rather hear that or Chip Carey's lame ass? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you I know so- he's his son, but I'm his, his real son. Let's talk about my 50-year-old son, Chip Carey. <laughs> it's like that movie where the president had a stroke or something, so they got the guy that looked just like him to fill in. That's a good dot. You know, well, what if uh, what if uh, Gary Hahn, or no, Tony Haynes wanted you to just to hang out with him and just and like Gary? just introduce him everywhere he went? Oh. Uh. Well, let's get down. This is Tony. <laughs> have you met my friend Tony? Have you met my broadcast? You can be the wingman. Have, bre- have you met my broadcast partner, Tony Haynes? Yeah. You can be a wingman at the bar. Yeah, yeah I mean, he, he could be, uh, you know, like at lunch, you could be like, I'll have the cheeseburger. Touch the estate! I'll take the cheeseburger french fries. and I'll uh, take the case IH. Fr- and and, and now, the wait, now the waiter, let's go down to Tony. What do you want? I'll, ta- I'll take the case IH french fries, please. The first horizon uh, hot dog. Gary, you're going to ask what I want? <laughs> What's the guy's name? I don't even know his My name. My name's Skip. Uh, hey, Skip, what do you want? All right, anyway. Uh, Luke Larson and David Chapo. He is the transfer. Our punters. No John Young. Mm-mm. Wow. The stash is gone. Mm. All right. Allerby, good stuff. Hey, thanks for having me. Look thanks forward for to out. catching you guys next week. Position previews. A couple prices coming up. We won't see you next week. We won't. We won't talk next week. We'll be a little R&R. It'd be a day after the hot dog eating contest here. Y'all talking about that on Thursday. Yeah, I'll let you watch that for me. I'm a little disappointed you don't like watching the hot dog eating contest. It's, yeah, it's just gross. Do you watch UFC? No. Oh. You said that was a must on 4th of July. Oh, I think it is. Yeah. Absolutely. I will. I mean, it's appointment television for me. Do you? Is there a comparison with guys stuffing their faces to guys hitting each other in the face? Is that why you asked UFC? Why'd you ask if I watched UFC? Because I didn't know if you liked people getting violent. I don't like that either. I don't see. I don't like watching UFC. I don't like seeing people get brain injuries. Right, and you think the hot dog eating contest now, causes that? Football's different because they're wearing helmets right. for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> I can I can stomach <laughs> you, that. And NASCAR uh, too. Sure. Yeah. They, I, I, I love have, to see they, a guy flip over a hundred times. They have, they have metal metal between their brains. Now, right. if they had a camera inside the car of the metal bashing their heads, I wouldn't want to see that. Okay. But I can watch it from a, a distance. Uh, there we go. All right. Let's uh, take a break. Come back. We'll throw it to Tony when we return. Right, Gary? Touchdown State. Let's get down to Tony on the sideline. Let's, what do you got, Tony?
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Copy Pro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year, and they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All right, uh, CJ, did I hear breaking news boys have breaking news? Let's go down to CJ. CJ, what do you got? You're talking about what I just read? Yeah. Um, yes. Greenville police say there's a black bear that was spotted in the area of East 10th Street and East Right Road. I don't know if y'all saw that. Mm, there's a yeah, bear that was, that on was the loose. At, this was as of an hour ago. It wasn't necessarily on the loose. It was spotted uh, in that area, but it did not come into contact with any humans. There was no threat to anyone. No. It was just a sighting. Did the bear say what its demands were? They caught you stepping out back for a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing a black shirt and a black hat. Now, Shirley, I appreciate you not lying to these people, but I have an agenda personally. This bear is coming for campus. Everybody should run. Okay. We cannot... Should they cancel classes? Yeah, yeah. Um, Did you put up a cardboard cutout of a bear in the woods to scare people? Well, okay, let's not get ration- irrational. You, you said t- 10th Street and what? Uh, right East Road. Right Road. I have no idea where that's at. Me I don't either. Uh, but let's I lock. know where 10th Street is, but... Let's lock the door, just in case. All right, uh, good information there. Let's uh, head out to the Pirate Radio Live line, because we have opponent previews to continue, and uh, let's talk about the first game on the docket this year for ECU. It'll be Pirates and Wolfpack, September 3rd at Daddy Ficklin Stadium, and here to talk about it is Tony Haynes, longtime color analyst on the Wolfpack Radio Network, and Tony, we appreciate your time joining us today on the program. How you doing? Man, I'm great. Thanks for the invite. I haven't been able to talk college football for months. Yes, sir, and we're, we're kind of bridging the gap uh, post-baseball. Not a lot going on right now, so we're uh, we're looking up and down the ECU 2022 schedule, and uh, I want to talk about the opponents and a lot to talk about with NC State, Tony, and I don't know, do you, I guess you got to go back to the uh, maybe the Chuck Amato, Phillip Rivers days for this much preseason hype for NC State. There's a lot of, a lot of talk about that team in Raleigh uh, going into the season. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very reluctant to make predictions in the preseason because there are always so many uncontrollables. Once you get into the season, we see teams that are picked high and then they falter for whatever reason because of injuries or uh, bad turnover margin or something like that. Or we see surprises every year in college football. I mean, you look at the ACC at this time last season, if you would have told me that Pitt and Wake Forest would have been playing in the ACC championship game. I would have laughed you in the face. So I've been doing this a long time, and uh, I, I, I don't get into preseason predictions very much. But if you look on NC, if you look at NC State on paper and the uh, veteran talent that they have returning uh, for this upcoming season, coming off a very good year. I mean, last season nine and three, and didn't get a chance to win that tenth game because the, the Holiday Bowl was shut down. Uh, because of COVID with uh, UCLA not uh, UCLA unable to play. But, yeah, there's a lot of uh, familiar faces returning to the field for NC State. And uh, I know the Wolfpack fans are excited. And uh, what better way to start the season than to go down to uh, come down your way and uh, take on the Pirates at Dowdy Ficklin? 
Tony, you've seen a lot of great quarterbacks there play at, at Carter Finley Stadium and, and some of those in the NFL right now. Uh, what makes Devin Leary so good? Why are folks so excited about uh, another year of, of Devin Leary? What does he kind of do to separate himself? Well, the physical measurables are great with Devin Leary. I mean, he has a fantastic arm, but as we know, uh, being a successful quarterback, there's more to – if you're going to be a, a really good, consistent quarterback, uh, you you got to have more than a shotgun uh, cannon with your right arm, as we know. I mean, I, I think back to the best quarterback I ever saw at NC State was Phillip Rivers. And Phillip wasn't blessed with the strongest arm. In fact, uh, for a couple of years, he struggled with his mechanics, kind of had an awkward throwing motion. But as we know, uh, not only did Phillip Rivers become one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of college football, I mean, by the time he finished his career, he was number two on the all-time passing list at that time. And then he had that long career in the NFL, uh, although he, he got away with not having a strong throwing arm. He did know where to go with the football, however, and he got rid of the ball quickly. He was able to go through progressions and read defenses. So that's where Devin Leary needed to land in order to become a sex- successful quarterback. I remember when uh, Leary came to NC State as a freshman. You know, he was the all-time passing leader in the state of New Jersey as a high schooler. But when he got here, he had to learn the hard way. It's more than having a strong arm. You know, he'd try to force the football in. He'd try to find, uh, throw the ball through tight windows. And all of a sudden, you see the ball get tipped in the air and intercepted. And, you know, he wasn't ready to play as a true freshman. They redshirted him. And you'd see him in practices and scrimmages. It was feast or famine. He would have great moments. And then he would try to force one. And uh, before you know it, he was turning the football over. So, it was a great marriage for uh, NC State when Tim Beck, a couple of years ago, arrived as the offensive coordinator. And uh, Peck, uh, Tim Beck and, and uh, Devin Leary have uh, worked together very well. And, and Beck has taught Devin Leary how to take those tools he possesses physically and become the best quarterback he can be. And now he's not forcing the ball into tight windows. He does a good job of going uh, – uh, looking at the defense and doing the things that he needs to do to read the defense and make the proper throw and go to the right receiver. And now you've got the combination of his physical skills and his physical strength, but he's also got a great mind to play the position of quarterback. And number one thing you got to do is take care of the football. Remember I said when he came as a freshman, he wasn't doing that very well, but look at, uh, you know, kind of look back at what he did last year. I don't know that any quarterback in the country had a better interception to touchdown ratio he had 35 touchdown passes and only five picks. That's uh, pretty amazing when you go through a 12-game season you only have five interceptions. Talking to Tony Haynes, should be a great quarterback battle between Devin Leary and Holden Ayler September 3rd at Dottie Ficklin Stadium. Tony, how about the, the offensive line and the skill guys around Devin Leary? Is there enough there for a uh, potential special season for NC State offensively this year? Yeah, it's interesting because I think back to North Carolina last year. You know, the Tar Heels started the season as a top 10 pick, uh, ranked in the top 10, primarily because of their quarterback, Sam Howell. But a lot of those uh, media members who were picking North Carolina as a top 10 team forgot the fact that the Tar Heels lost two NFL-caliber running backs from the year before. They lost a couple of uh, excellent big-play wide receivers. So there was a lot of pow- a lot of uh, pressure on Sam Howell to do it all by himself last year and he didn't have the same level of talent around him and as we know North Carolina didn't uh, live up to those top 10 expectations and it was probably unfair to pick them as a top 10 team you look at NC State this year and Leary's going to deal with some of the same things that Howe had to uh, go through last year because he he too has lost some 
pretty talented players around him. You start with the running back position, Bam Knight and Ricky Person. You know, last year they alternated in between them. They had 1,400 yards rushing between them. So they have to be replaced. And then you got a Mecca Mezzi who left NC State as the school's all-time leading receiver, and he had great games last year against Clemson and North Carolina, probably the two most important wins of NC State's season. And then the big guy at left tackle, there's nobody on the roster that can replace Icky Aquano. If he wasn't the best offensive lineman in college football, he was certainly on the short list. He was in the discussion. And then, of course, he became the sixth pick in the NFL draft taken by the Panthers. So, you know, there are some significant losses on that offense. Uh, but the, I think the difference between NC State and North Carolina, if you want to try to compare the two teams, uh, with North Carolina ranked in the top 10 last year and NC State potentially a top 10 preseason team, this is NC State's expected to have one of the best defenses in the ACC of yeah. the country, whereas North Carolina wasn't as strong defensively uh, last year. In fact, they fired their defensive coordinator after the season. So there's so much attention uh, coming Devin Leary's way. But I think what could separate NC State uh, this season could be the defense, potentially a dominant defense if they're able to stay healthy. And that's the uh, the recipe for a great season, putting those two sides of the ball together. And if I recall, uh, Tony, I do remember the great offenses uh, NC State had in the early 2000s, and then it kind of shifted to great defenses with Mario Williams and Manny Lawson and, and John McCargo. And, and you just kind of couldn't put them together, right, to, to make a magical run. Yeah, you have a great memory, and uh, I was there. And, you know, Phillip Rivers' senior year, NC State had one of the most prolific offenses in all of college football. Uh, But that year they were really young on defense, and they couldn't stop anybody. The next year Rivers was gone. NC State took a big step back offensively, and uh, they brought in Reggie Herring to take over the defense, and they had the nation's number one defense. (laughs) So the stars, as you say, were never aligned. Whereas this year, potentially they have a chance to line up those stars properly and have a great offense and a great defense at the same time. And, you know, the key is going to be health. You know, last year, um, NC State started the season with uh, arguably the best linebacking core in the ACC, Isaiah Moore, Peyton Wilson, and Drake Thomas. Uh, Wilson got hurt in the second game, never returned. Midseason, Isaiah Moore tore his ACL. Uh, and he missed the second half of the season, so it was all up to Drake Thomas, who had a great year. He, he finished as an all-ACC linebacker. But uh, Coach Dave Dorn refers to those three guys as the dream team. And late last year on his radio show, he said, I, I look forward to coaching the dream team next year. So he, he gets those guys at the beginning of the season. Hopefully he can keep them together because those three together are really uh, dynamic players. Tony Haynes joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. And, Tony, it's great to talk with you because as a, a radio guy, I've been a sports guy my entire life and grew up listening uh, to the great Jeff Charles here uh, at East Carolina and Woody Durham, uh, the late great Woody Durham in North Carolina and Bob Harris and, and Gary Hahn. And, and Gary Hahn's still still doing it there in Raleigh and, and yourself and and Johnny. And, and while the players and coaches change and the stadiums change and get upgraded uh, – Sometimes it's the announcers that are the only constant. So it's I don't know if you think about it in that perspective, but it is really neat to uh, to hear you guys still going in uh, 2022. Yeah, I think uh, we would be starting our 24th year wow. this this fall. Uh, uh, I came to NC State and I started football for the 98 uh, for the 99 season. Uh, prior to that, I worked with Bob Harris at Duke for 12 years, and uh, I saw some exciting games there because my first three years doing this. 
Uh, I joined the Duke Network in the late 80s, and my first year was uh, Steve Spurrier's <laughs> first year as yeah. coach at Duke. Uh, obviously, nobody was paying attention when Tony Haynes came network, but uh, Steve Spurrier a lot, uh, brought a lot of excitement to Duke football. So those were fun years. And you're right, we've had uh, a lot of legends in the broadcast business in our state. You mentioned them, especially those play-by-play guys, Jeff Charles and Gary and Bob Harris and Woody Durham. And uh, I had the honor of working with Bob for uh, for many years, and and uh, same here with Gary for uh, for the last twenty three years. And I remember as a teenager growing up in Raleigh, uh, fifteen sixteen years old, I'd be up in my uh, room at my parents' house, and I'd turn on the radio and I'd listen to the great Wally Osley and Gary Dornberg calling NC State games, and I would say to myself, "Boy, would I love to do that job." <laughs> I mean, it, it it proves that dreams uh, dreams do. Uh, do come true every now and then. That's awesome. Talking to Tony Ains and Tony, uh, with that uh, comes you know fandom and our our producer Chandler Honeycutt. Uh, he does a few impressions and he uh, found out he did a Gary Hahn and I'd love to uh, to play a little bit of that for you and get your grade on it. Uh, how well does Chandler Honeycutt do Gary Hahn? So Shirley, uh, let's hit that real quick and uh, and let Tony give a grade on on Chandler here. The Wolfpack has entered the KSIH Red Zone. And that's another first horizon first down. <laughs> Let's get out of Tony. Let's get out of Tony Haynes on the uh, sideline. Tony, what do you got? Touchdown State! Uh, all right, Tony. Uh, just a very brief impression there, but but what do you think about it? Well, first and foremost, I appreciate you bolstering our sponsors. <laughs> well, they're said quite a bit, so it's ingrained in his head, I think, at this point. So the uh, yeah, so when State is entering the Case IH red zone a lot, it's usually going to be a good day for the Pack. <laughs> uh, that was very good. You've got it down. Okay, all right. All of those expressions, I've heard all of those expressions a few times before. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure, and we we throw it down to Tony quite a bit uh, every day here in the Pirate Radio Studios. Uh, Tony, while I got you here, uh, a head scratching season for the pack on the uh, the hardwood last year, and we're we're big fans around these parts. Don't like his uniform now, but Terquavion Smith, Eastern North Carolina guy from Farmville Central, so we followed him uh, and Sebron, and and we feel like you got a good coach there in Kevin Keats, but for whatever reason, none of it worked out for NC State last season. So, uh, well, what's the temperature right now heading into uh, th- this basketball off season and and another year of uh, pack hoops? I know uh, folks hoping it's a, a different one from a year ago well nc state needed to get older because it was an extremely young team last year and they played like a young team especially on the defensive end they really struggled um a lot of different things happen over the course of that season you know cam hayes he started the season as the point guard he thought as a sophomore he was going to be the leader of uh that nc state basketball team playing the point but it became pretty obvious early on in the season that uh, NC State was probably a better basketball team when Sebron had the ball in his hands. And so all of a sudden, the guy you expected to be your starting point guard, he's coming off the bench. He's, he's the sixth man. And, uh, and then, of course, really the season went south 59 seconds into the season when Manny Bates hmm. injured his shoulder, and he walked off the court. And we should have known at that point maybe it was going to be a long year because uh, he, he was a guy that – Clearly, it was going to be one of the more dominant five men in the ACC, especially with his shot-blocking prowess. He just changes your team defensively. And with him not there protecting the basket, um, teams would just drive on the pack at will, and they didn't have work, or they didn't have to have Manny Bates to worry about. So 
you know, that uh, when Manny Bates uh, left the floor early in that first game, it was pretty clear with uh, the youth in the backcourt that uh, that NC State could potentially struggle in the ACC. And you look, you look around the league, so many teams like Wake Forest, they got older in a hurry by using the transfer portal. Yeah. And they were one of the most improved teams in college basketball. So, you know, State has retooled its team here in the offseason, like Wake Forest, dipping into that transfer, transfer portal and trying to become an older, more experienced team. And, you know, it's a different day and age in college sports. And, uh, you know, that transfer portal is there for a reason. It's available, and you got to take advantage of it. Tony Haynes joining us. Tony, great stuff today. Appreciate you joining us, and hopefully we can reconvene uh, the week of the game and, and preview it once again. NC State and East Carolina, September 3rd. Daddy Ficklin Stadium should be a uh, fun one, should be a packed one, Tony, and a, a great football atmosphere. And I, you know, I had a lot of conversations with Jeff Charles during COVID, and we both kind of wondered, you know, would, would the crowds be back once this thing is, is uh, under control, and will we ever see stadiums like we've seen in the past? And the answer to that is yes, and I'm very, very excited about that and uh, that atmosphere on that that first Saturday in September this year should be a good one here in Greenville. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because we won't take that for granted anymore. Yeah, you know, we sat around two years ago watching games and nobody was in the stands, and it just really didn't seem like college football. It was like uh, an off a preseason scrimmage, twelve weeks during the season. And now, uh, you know, we got back with the fans coming back last year. And uh, I won't take that atmosphere and that enthusiasm for granted anymore. And, and I know it'll be a perfect way to start uh, in early September when NC State and East Carolina get together. Yes, sir. Well said. Tony Haynes joining us today. Tony, uh, enjoy the rest of your summer. Appreciate your time. And uh, we'll chat with you again down the road. All right. Look forward to it. Tony Haynes joining us today on Pirate Radio Live as we continue our opponent previews. Knocked out NC State today. Got another one coming up later on this week. Jim Lauk, the longtime and only play-by-play voice of the South Florida Bulls, will join us coming up later on this week on Pirate Radio Live. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back, wrap up hour number one here on PRL on this Tuesday. More to go after this. listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 57,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right, wrapping up our number one. I got a, I got a really cool uh, Twitter follow overnight last night. Terry, Terry McLaurin? Nah, not that cool. One of my all-time, not all-time, one of my current favorite college basketball coaches, not named Mike Schwartz, followed me. How about Ron Hunter, coach of Tulane, gave me a follow. Wow. Very randomly. I don't know why. I don't think he'll last long once he sees what it's all about on my Twitter feed. Especially when we play Tulane in basketball. But, uh, yeah, I told Corey Glore to let him know firsthand how much of a stan I am of Ron Hunter. 
for your folks that don't know he is the head coach at tulane he's the guy that was at georgia state when his son rj hit some bomb threes in the ncaa tournament and he flipped off his little uh stool <laughs> stool on the sidelines he injured himself celebrating with the team the previous week so he is my kind of guy and uh glad to have his follow for hopefully at least a week brings a lot of energy as a coach and we saw that firsthand at menji's coliseum last year brings a little bling as a coach a bling a nice little jacket that he ended up taking off because i think he got too hot um down there because he's very energetic on the sidelines yeah um so yeah looking forward to ron hunter and the green wave coming back to menji's this year pretty good uh run i'm on here chandler i got sergeant slaughter and ron hunter back-to-back days who will be the celebrity follow tonight? I, I don't know. Who do you want it to be? Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Who do you want nah, it to be? Nah, he's a Texas guy. Horns down. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, how about... Do you think Matthew McConaughey would be like those people in Clark LeClaire that weekend about Be Quiet, uh, the Eyes of Texas? He would have been like naked in the right field corner doing <laughs> yoga or something unaware that a baseball game was going on yeah that is he'd true. be the one jumping into the pool yeah he in the jungle yeah, he'd yeah. Be beside in. the pirate radio truck yeah he'd be out there all right all right all right how about um how about a little sandra bullock shirley who sang the song that went you say lisa uh, Loeb. how about lisa Loeb? I want to le- I want to follow from Lisa Loeb. I wonder if very random, it. very interesting uh, request, but I hope it happens for you. Lisa, I'm gonna see if she's on Twitter. She is. She's verified. I'm gonna go ahead and follow her right now, and I'm gonna send her a tweet and say, "Hey, Lisa, <laughs> I'm on a run. I'm on a run. Would you please follow back? And we'll see how that goes. I am seeing. Okay, okay, I'm seeing okay. Twitting, we're doing this behind the scenes. Okay, why don't we do this? Why don't each of us pick a random celebrity All right. I like for the other person? For the other person? Yes, for example. Well, like, I'm already hitting on Lisa Loeb, so well, okay, we can yeah, do another okay. one. What I'm saying is, now Chandler, you pick somebody for Chandler. Okay. And he has to tweet out. And he picks for CJ. Yep, CJ picks for me. Okay. And then you pick for me. Well, you've already done Lisa okay. Loeb. So well, we'll, we'll we'll do this again. but. Okay. You know, since you've already started. So. And you have to ask that person for a follow. Yes. Say, and hey. it has to be a public tweet. It's not a DM. Yeah, yeah. Can't slide into their DMs. All right. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's take a break okay. so we can think about who we're going to say. And when we return, we'll also, since we're talking fantasy right now, these are fantasies. Yes. We'll talk fantasy football with C.W. Sloan, who will join us here in the Pirate Radio Studios. If you are a regular from years past, you know we do this in the summer, and uh, we're kicking it off today. A 2022 Fantasy Football Primer with C-Dubs and the crew. We're back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? 
Keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, back with you. Pirate Radio Live. We're going to talk fantasy football this hour. Coming up in hour three, a former pirate and a future pirate. We got Bryce Williams and Bryce Weaver joining us on the show. Bryce Weaver committing recently to East Carolina, offensive lineman from D.H. Conley. So we will talk to him, and Bryce Williams will be in studio as well coming up in the final hour. So I got a follow from Ron Hunter, Tulane head basketball coach, and that and then it spurned to this i I said i wanted so i got sergeant slaughter who follows everybody so that's not as impressive as i thought it was Uh, a couple nights ago ron hunter last night i'm on a nice follow uh, train going here and i picked a random person to try to get me to follow get them to follow me and i chose lisa loeb um singer of the 90s song stay stay you say so then shirley said we should pick people for us to reach out to on Twitter to try to get people to follow us on Twitter. Correct. And this is going to be a new game we play every day, and we're going to play it until somebody gets a follow back. So, okay. Good luck. And Shirley said we should go around the room and tell other people who to follow. Yes. And who to try to get a follow from. Correct. All right. So I get to pick Chandler's, right? That is correct. So, Chandler, we had a discussion one time about television shows mm-hmm. and you're not a tv show watcher Mm-mm. you don't know tv shows nope but you said one show you got invested in was under the dome <laughs> on cbs <laughs> years ago yeah so i googled under the dome and i looked at their cast okay and i looked for the uh the female the actresses on that show and tried to find somebody on twitter and i found natalie martinez yes natalie martinez yes a very attractive lady yes uh she is at natalie martinez on twitter and chandler i was going to say at natalie martinez i loved under the dome will you please follow me (laughs) you're allowed to say whatever you want you can say whatever you want to say but that is your your test okay that's your goal get natalie martinez i don't know why you're looking at me get to work over there Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. start working. You said at Natalie Martinez, right? I was looking it up myself, too. Just yeah, at Natalie Martinez. Right on. So, Chandler, uh, if I were you, I'd probably follow her first. Or are you just going in cold? Like, yeah, don't even follow her. Yeah, 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 just yeah. be like, hey, Natalie, big fan. Need you to follow me. All right, uh, Chandler, you uh, have to give your person to CJ. All right, CJ. I feel like this might be an easy one because I feel like he interacts with a lot of people on Twitter. This is an athlete, used to be with the Steelers, was with the Panthers. I'm going to go D'Angelo Williams. Okay, I appreciate you thinking I have clout, but I'll give it a shot. I mean, he. I feel like he follows and interacts with a lot of people on Twitter. Yeah, also, he, um, did, he did at one point in his career. Maybe uh, maybe you could throw some wrestling in there in your, uh, your request for him to follow you, because he has been a part of that as well. That's true. All right, CJ, who are you requesting for uh, Shirley? I'm going to... I'm going to keep it local with music because I know Shirley's a big music fan. Now, I do not know if you are a fan of this specific person, but I want you to give it a shot and go tweet at J. Cole. (laughs) (laughs) J. Cole? J. Cole? Really? He follows more people than Natalie Martinez does. You have to ask J. Cole for a uh, follow. Okay, so J. Cole. Oops, I spelled it wrong. 
which oh, kind of okay. sounds like Jake Hole when you think about it. Yep. All right, so I'm going to give him a follow. That's going to be my rap name, Jake Hole. Jake Hole. And then I'm going to tweet at Mr. Cole. All right, so everybody's been giving their assignments. Chandler just got her name typed in, so he's well on his way. I forgot her name. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we're off and running. C.W. Sloan is here in the Pirate Radio studios checking us out here. Uh, how are we doing as far as running a, a radio program, C.W.? Top notch. <laughs> Top that's, why notch. that's why I'm here. C.W., let's introduce you uh, for the folks that don't know. What do you do in your real life? Well, I've been teaching in Pitt County for 23 years, coaching for a little over half that, uh, several different sports. <clears throat> and i'm enjoying my summer all right where are you uh employed currently i'm at hope hope all right h-o-p-e been there last eight got six left enjoying it don't say the word assignments by the way in my summertime <laughs> just say this is what we're doing because then you brought me back to my apologies my, my every day yeah all right so cw is uh his summer is his off time and during that off time he spends it preparing for the fantasy football season among other things uh, but he is a fantasy football nut. How many leagues are you in already for 2022? I've been traveling this summer, and you saw the Braves I, and Cubs I, recently. Yeah, in we just got back from Chicago, so I've actually th- this is really my kickoff week right now. Usually, okay. right after Father's Day is when I start really diving deep into it. So I'll I'll be in you know a bunch of different leagues between now and, and August. But you haven't done any drafts? Done none. 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 That is a shocker. Well, I have to admit, you normally don't get me on the horn until July. So until after July fourth, probably. So usually I've got yeah. Usually the week of the fourth is when I'm really you know start. Like I said, between Father's Day and July fourth, I start diving deep. And and I reached out to you the other day, and you were like, "Let's go." So I'm I'm excited. Fantasy has grown so much. It's not just a get around your buddies and no. draft and play. Um, and, and you do a lot of best ball, which is. Mm-hmm uh very popular now where you you do your drafts like in july you draft your team and you don't check it out until december to see if you won basically right right yeah you don't have to but you just uh, sit it yeah you just keep it uh you know it's 20 players that you draft uh, there are no kickers involved in this so it's you know a limit it's a you know quarterback running back receiver tight end and defense and in some cases no defense but uh you know the dfs uh weekly betting is is probably just as popular if not more popular i would say more popular now than than best ball so you know both of these two types of football gambling have eclipsed the the season long in my opinion from what i've uh taken in terms of the websites and the in the podcast and, and it's, that nature. it's weird because you can't bet on a game like in north carolina we almost could it was pretty close we right? were close yeah but you can play the the weekly fantasy sure daily fantasy on sure. your phones legally through DraftKings, through FanDuel, through right. through that. That's and that's legal I think in all fifty states. Yeah. So it's essentially just the the actual betting on the games that you can't do in yeah. North Carolina and most other states. All right. Fantasy football primer twenty twenty two, where to begin? Uh CW let's talk about a guy we talked about a lot this offseason because we have Tony Dunn and, and Chandler here talking Panthers quite a bit. Where would you draft Christian McCaffrey this year? So I knew that question was coming uh, in the in the early tilt of this discussion, and you can't really talk about McCaffrey unless you talk about what you feel like you want to do in the first round, what you want to accomplish. And I started, you know, looking back at the the draft and of last year and the year before, 
you know, the recent drafts and looking at the players and where they met what they were supposed to do and looking at injury history. And essentially, you know, I've taken this quote probably for the last five years, I think I heard it, which is, you, you know, you don't necessarily win your fantasy season in the first round, but you can lose it in round one. And so by that standard, you're essentially saying, you know, the best first round draft pick is not always the guy that's going to have the most fantasy points. It's essentially the guy who you have the most uh, safety in that is not going to ruin your season. And I basically broke down, you know, when you look at the rankings, 14 or 15 players that more than likely in the ADPs currently that are going in the top 12 if you're doing a 12-team draft. ADP stands for average draft position. Right. And... I could tell you I am I am in the minority when it comes to Christian McCaffrey. Right now his ADP is somewhere in the neighborhood of 2 to 4. So you're looking at an average of 3. I could tell you I'm not I'm not burning a first round draft pick on Kiss, Christian McCaffrey. I'm, you're I'm just not scared doing, of the history. Yeah, I mean if you look at some of the players in if if you take away Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup who had an, a massive numbers, numbers that we did not expect to happen even though we expected them to do very well. You basically need to get out of your first round pick, the first pick of the draft. You need to get, if you're doing a full PPR, you need to get somewhere in the neighborhood of 215 to 225 points. You don't need the 350 or the 430 that Cooper Cup got last year. Now, naturally, obviously, you want that if, if you could get it, but you don't need that kind of production. What you can't have is a guy who gets you 120 or 98. And what happened last year with Derrick Henry, who was in the ADP of four, three to four, Christian McCaffrey, same thing. He was one through four. They cost a lot of teams their seasons. And and you don't know what injuries are going to happen. I get that. No, no, no. I understand that. Everybody's susceptible to injury. Having said that, Christian McCaffrey has missed the last two seasons. Why? Do you expect him to play a full 17-game season when he's been injury-plagued the last two years? I just don't see it happening. And if you told me right now, he, hey, CW, he's going to play 17 games, fine, I'll take him. I just don't know that I can trust that. And you look at a lot of the players who are in the, in the first round, the guys that are most consistent are these, are these deep wide receivers. They yeah. are basically taking half or a little more than half of the first round now. When we were talking about this five, six, seven, eight years ago, I, I, my, you know, my mantra was always running back, running back, because you had to scoop them up. Well, I can tell you right now that zero running back theory is really starting to come to fruition, and it's in vogue. And I can tell you right now, if you feel like, oh, I just, I just suckered these guys, I just got two running backs, and you look at the other two got other players that got two elite wide receivers, you could be in trouble. And Christian McCaffrey is one of those guys that if he hits. You're right. You know, he's going to be, you know, he's going to keep you in in the playoffs more than likely. I don't think he's going to to play 17 games and I don't think he's going to get the targets and the catches and the touchdowns that he got 2 years ago in 2019. By the way, uh, if you haven't heard these discussions before, we usually only hit on two or three topics because CW explains things like a teacher would and is a little long-winded. But that is a, that's a good thing, CW. Yes. You're well, very prepared. And you're very thorough in your answers. So in last year's rankings in the preseason, it's not even we're done going to yet. That. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow this up. It's not about Christian McCaffrey. How many players in the top 15 actually ended up in the top 15? How many players drafted in the top 15 ended the season top 15 in points? Yep. Jonathan Taylor's one. Okay. Uh, he like, actually wasn't a he he actually doesn't count on that because he was not an ADP of top 15. He had to be close. Yeah, he was in the late second, 
mid-second round, third round. Uh, he was in the 20s. How about four players? Three. Three? Yep. Who were they? Do you remember? Yes. They were Austin Eckler, who ended up in the top 10, and he was also preceding top 10. Devontae Adams was the second one. Let's see if we can guess the third. One more. Dalvin Cook. I, see, I don't remember who Cook got, got hurt. hurt last yep. year. Uh, Joe Mixon, no. Uh, You're not going to believe this one because he had such a down year for his status. Ezekiel. He's out, uh, yeah. 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 He actually finished in the top 11, but he was preseason five. So, yeah. but but that's it. I mean, you're talking. He's 20. a good example, too, of a guy where he played, he was valuable because he played all year, basically. Yeah, he played all year. He you played know, a he lot. averaged 60 some yards a game. I know, yeah. But he quietly finished in that top group. But he was, you know, he was right after those elite four running backs that we were all expecting to be in the top four. Yeah. So the bottom line is, I guess, when you're talking about McCaffrey, is you've got a, a bunch of players in the top 24, if you're talking 12 team drafts, first two rounds, where they are basically, you're, it's a, you're, you're striking for, you're looking for the home run and there's a good chance you could strike out. And so it's, it's a matter of whether or not you want to play it a little bit more safe than what some of the other players so are going to play it safe. Let's say Taylor. And Henry, I'm just going by this mm-hmm. fantasy pros here. Go first. Who do you take third this year? Uh, there's no doubt. Uh, in fact, I'm not taking Henry in the top. So, like I said, going back to that point I'm making, I'm going to be consistent with this. I'm not taking those guys in the top six who've been injured more than once in the last. Okay. Two so I'm taking Cooper Cup. And okay, and, that's and, what I was. And a lot of that sign, you know, may signify, oh, that's the recency bias. Well, let's not forget Cooper Cup finished fourth in wide receivers three years ago now two years ago he finished a little bit in the i think mid-20s high teens but you're talking about a receiver who finished in the top five at his position two of the last three years it wasn't as though he you know just miraculously came out of nowhere i don't see the, the rams offense declining they, they have every piece back with the exception of beckham and they've replaced him with alan robinson so. i was right about that last year in matt stafford i was way off on jonathan taylor i right. will admit um, any argument to taking Chase over Cup or any other receiver over Cup? I, it, I, I certainly would not look down upon anybody who chose to do that because you're looking at taking the next big thing. And Chase is right on the heels of Cup. I mean, he he and Justin Jefferson along Cup are the one, two, and three in the wideouts. Like, it's not even a discussion at that point. Uh, you know, you might want to make a case for Stefan Diggs, but he's – He's clearly going to have some other weapons in Buffalo that they're going to spread around. Gabriel Davis is coming on pretty strong. So I don't see Diggs being a first-round pick this year in terms of my uh, you know, discussion as far as like where I think he's going to end up. But uh, but no, it, the, you, you hit it on the head there. The Chase and, and Justin Jefferson are right behind uh, Cup in terms of the, the best wideouts and in the top six of the draft. I'm just going to bounce around here. This is, yeah. I tell you what, let's take a break, but I've got, I'm just going to throw out some questions. This is our first chat. We, we don't, I'll be quicker next time. No, that's fine. We okay. don't, we don't okay. have a narrow focus. We're going sure. on here. So I'm going to ask you old faces, new places, Adams, Devonte Adams in Las Vegas versus Tyree kill Miami. Who you like there? I'm going to ask you some quarterback questions yeah. and uh, Chandler, you're going to ask at least one question. The question I was going to ask you just asked. You're going to come up with another one. Have you been followed yet by Natalie Martinez? No. Damn. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. From sales to service, Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. You can shop all of their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, they have a full service and repair facility. They do brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections. They can repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World, across from Speedway at Bells Fork and online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers for their sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip Rock. All right, welcome back to the show. I'm a big fan of uncomfortable situations, and uh, we're doing that right now via social media we are going around the horn telling other people here who they need to try to get a follow from on twitter i gave chandler natalie martinez she was on the show under the dome so now i'm looking at the request that you guys sent out i'm going to read those real quick chandler said natalie martinez can i please get a follow i'm a huge fan was a big under the domer please all right chandler i love the desperation in your voice there that was uh that's good. How you feeling about it? I feel pretty good. I and I have Tony Dunn that I un, I did not ask him to do this. He tweeted out and uh, put a good word in for me. What a bro! So what a bro! Yeah, I feel pretty good with the support. That I have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, CJ gave Shirley J Cole, uh, rapper Shirley said, "I am also from North Carolina, parentheses Greenville, and have family from Cumberland County. I work in local radio and hope to show my coworkers." Hope to show up my coworkers if I can get a follow back. And a couple of emojis, hand emojis. Hand emojis. All right, Shirley, uh, that's pretty good. You, you gave a a local reference. Hey, we're both North Carolinians. And the connection because he is from Fayetteville, which is in Cumberland County. All right, well, uh, I wish you luck on your quest for a follow. It, I'm not holding my breath because uh, we need to add a stipulation that whoever we choose for the other person has to be relatively active on twitter j cole hasn't been on there since like april uh, i was unaware would you rather tweet at pooch Pooch Iesty? i i think we need to not worry so much about regulations and just do this for our own embarrassment that's the main thing i want to do here embarrass yeah, but ourselves I, no i want to win all right <laughs> well you're not gonna win today nope not good gonna news win today. is we're gonna do this every day till we get a follow from a celebrity so we're going to keep uh, it. I mean, I embarrass myself on the daily, so this is nothing new. Uh, CJ got D'Angelo Williams from Chandler. CJ went above and beyond, posted a picture of D'Angelo Williams in a TNA wrestling ring and said, hey, man, was just re-watching some of your TNA stuff, lie, hey. and I'm having a competition with some coworkers to get a celebrity to follow them. Would love to get a follow from you, bro. Bicep arm emoji. Got to be relatable. Throwing an emoji. So, uh, CJ, that was pretty good. Throwing Thank the you. picture in there. Thank you. I think you might be, you might have You're to on leg track. Up. Yeah. So, uh, there you go. There's an update on that. All right. While in the meantime, we're talking fantasy football here. As everything has just gone <laughs> off road here, we'll get it back on road with Bryce Williams and Bryce Weaver coming up uh, in hour three of today's show. C.W. Sloan hanging out. We'll talk some fantasy football with him as long as his calendar allows us to as he's out of school this summer. Um, all right, C.W. Uh, Chandler, I, I told you to come up with a question, and I'm gonna, I want you to throw out your question so I don't steal it from you. All right. Well, I 
thought of this question before. Uh, when I found out that CW was coming on the show today, I thought about this question because I'm actually very interested in the answer that he's going to give. All right, but, great setup to this question. Um, before we went to break, we were talking about old faces, new places. There's a lot, I feel like. You said six, CW. Uh, you got Devontae. Six in the top 60. 60. It's a, Yeah, it's about one every 10 picks, one every round, give or take, um, that – they're all receivers, actually. There are no running backs that you're really looking at, re, you know, replacing that are in a different place. But well, you got you got Devontae Adams mm-hmm. going to Las Vegas. You got Amari Cooper going to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill going to Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if this is a top 60 player, but A.J. Brown is going to go join Devontae, Devontae Smith mm-hmm. in uh, Philadelphia. Uh, Russell Wilson going to Denver. What... What do you have to take into consideration when it comes to value of these guys when they when they go to a new environment under new coaches with new players, uh, new quarterbacks for these for these receivers, new wide receivers for maybe uh, Russell Wilson? Uh, so, how much do you have to take into consideration of their value uh, when they're on the move? I think you look at the same considerations that you look at when you're drafting, even if they're in the same place. So, a, a really good example would be how you rate Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill. Now, for me personally, I'm looking at Devontae Adams, and I can just – the eye test tells me he can go anywhere in the league and produce similar numbers to what he has right now. But when you're looking at a Tyreek Hill where the majority of his uh, offense comes from how fast he gets down the field and, and the target share that he gets, I feel like the offense is incredibly important and the quarterback throwing to him. And you look at his situation and you look at – uh, the situation in Vegas, and even though you might say Miami might have a better team, I still think Devonte Adams is going to outplay him this year. Uh, I, I don't put a little. I, mean, I guess somebody might put a little bit of credibility in the fact that they played in college together, Derek Carr and Devonte Adams. But that's so long ago that that doesn't translate that well with me. I mean, it, it's it's okay. You know, it's not a negative, but it's certainly I'm not drafting him because of that over Tyreek Hill. But I do feel like. Uh, when you watch the Kansas City Chiefs, as all of us have watched over the last several years, you just see how potent that offense is. And you see how, how much Tyreek Hill meant to that offense. And are you going to get that same kind of connection with uh, Tua in Miami and with a new offensive coordinator? So uh, Tyreek Hill is still a special player. Uh, it sounds like I'm kind of downplaying Tyreek Hill. I'm not doing that. But if you told me I had to pick one or the other, it's no question I'm taking Devontae Adams for those elements. Um, all right. You kind of answered my question on Chandler's question. But that's the way the cookie crumbles. I think you kind of stole my question. I, I swear. On my grandmother's grave. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. On we, my grandmother's don't, don't grave. Bring in grandma but that's this. what I was going to ask the CW. CW, you are a an old, I wouldn't say old school because you, you change with the times when it comes to fantasy and different leagues, but you're, you're stubborn in that you're not going to draft a quarterback. So will you have a Josh Allen in any leagues this year? Probably not, no. And, and I'll, I'll give you a good reason why. Yeah. And, and I knew that the quarterback situation is, is very unique this year. So in crunching the numbers, and when you when you really look at how you draft uh, a player like a quarterback, especially especially the quarterback position in fantasy – you only have to have one to start if you're if you're unless you're playing in a which is now a very popular super flex league or a two quarterback league. But let's just assume right now everybody's regular league, league one right? quarterback. The difference between last year's numbers and quarterbacks one, which was Josh Allen, and quarterback twelve, if you want to go with the twelve standard, only four points a game. 
and he, now you take that and multiply that times 17, that's a lot of points. It's a big number, but when you look at it per week, not that big. It's not even a touchdown. Yeah. But then when you take the running back position. Now that includes all his points from rushing and everything. That's everything. points. Yeah, okay. total points. Right. Uh, Josh Allen had 23.7 fantasy points a game. Matthew Stafford was the 12th quarterback in a normal league, and he had 19.4. So if you just wait and you don't even have to take the twelfth quarterback, you take the ninth or the tenth or the sixth. If you even want to wait, not that far, but you want to be right in the mid range, you're still only two points away from the guy who took Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes two or three rounds ahead. And for those not following, why wouldn't you just take the best quarterback? Well, while that guy's taking a quarterback and these other people are, you're stocking up on receivers, tight ends, running backs, better players, right? Than they are. So the running back position last year, it was a nine-point differential between the starting running back and the 12th running back in, in that class. Multiply so, that, that's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. And I haven't even gotten to the biggest disparity. Which which position do you think that is? Tight end. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, that's because there's only a few worth having. Right. And so you're actually doing the complete opposite for the tight end position that, in my opinion, for this year than you are with a quarterback. In the last two years, I'll, I'll share this with you. The first two tight ends finished with 280 and, and, and 312 points. That was Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller. The, I got the, a question from Tony Dunn here in a moment. Okay. I don't want to forget, but the, go ahead. And then if you go to the, to the 12th tight end, <laughs> he only averaged a, a little bit less than 10.4 points a game. So it's a 10-point difference. In 2021, it was the same. 301 and 262 were 1 and 2. Travis Kelsey and uh, Mark Andrews, or actually vice versa, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey. The 12th tight end finished with 159. So you're talking about a 17 and a half point per game versus a nine point. You're, yeah. you're, I, to me, I think that's where you have to make decisions. I don't want to draft a tight end in the second round. I'd rather draft a running back. Well, when you do that, you're giving up the elite status of that position, which are very, very few. I, I think there are only two. I still think it's going to be the two that we had last year. Some people might argue Kyle Pitts gets into that discussion. I still think it's a Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey uh, dance for this 2022 season. Where, what happened to – remind me about Waller last year. What did he do? Waller had a couple of – he would be more like a best ball tight end where he had some big games. He had a lot of nagging injuries. It wasn't, there were a couple games that he didn't play, but it was a lot of injuries where he would play up until halftime and then you would barely see him again the rest of the game. He, he made a lot of games. He played a lot of games. He just was continuously getting dinged up and hurt. And then – uh, it feels like, though, I agree. I mean, at the very, very tip top, you got a couple, but it does feel like after six, like after. So I the, can't even go that far. You don't like to go no, that far. It's, it's even, and I normally don't care about that position. I normally like to punt that position and do exactly what, what I'm telling people this year not to do, which is. And, and here's the thing you are looking at that position where if you take the top two or three tight ends, you know pretty much every single week. You have won that tight end battle. Yeah, I mean, fifteen out of seventeen weeks, you are matching somebody else, and if you're playing the head to head, and you're going to win that position every week. So if you get Cup and Mark Andrews rounds one and two I'm, this year, I, very very popular. <laughs> that yeah, that might be what yeah. you you want to do. Yes, hundred uh, percent. All right, Tony Dunn trying to catch you in something here, CJ or CW. Sorry, CJ's in there. I bet uh, it's the Jonathan Taylor. No, he says with the rationale you talked about with oh. Christian McCaffrey. Does that make Kelsey a risk? Kelsey's been the number one tight end five of the last six years, and then last year he was number two. So why would what injuries is he talking about? 
he's not here to speak for himself. Okay, so I, there, I can't there are no injuries that Kelsey has sustained where he's missed nine games, ten games, twelve games, thirteen games, and and McCaffrey ha- has has done that two years in a row. Tony, you have unsuccessfully tried to get uh, CW. Yeah, I mean, uh, oh, he, he meant okay, all right. <laughs> he says I meant Kittle, not Kelsey. Yeah, I don't like Kittle in the top five. I, I never. I, I tried never to Kittle. expand the yeah. tight ends, and CW yeah. shut me down. Yeah, Kittle. Kittle's in the six through ten, but I, you won't see him on one of my rosters either for that very same reason. Okay. And assuming Debo Samuel signs in the next three weeks, which I think he will, I mean the targets are still going to go to him and Brandon Ayuk. I, I still think Kittle is a, a phenomenal player, but you're, you know when you're talking about the injury history, you have to consider it. he's just going too high for me. It's not that I wouldn't want him. If you told him in the eighth round, sure, I'd love to have him, but I'm not taking him in the third round where he's AD, his ADP is. I admittedly have not thought about this too much, right. but who has been hurt the most by offseason moves? We've talked about guys going new places, but how about guys left behind? And Tyler Lockett came to mind immediately. Uh, he and D- uh, Sam, D- yeah, D- uh, DK. 100%. He and, and DK. Then, and in Pitts, maybe not as much because they could find a way to get him the ball, whoever's the quarterback in right. Atlanta. Pitts isn't hurt as much. He's a second year player. But like Lockett He's, and Metcalf. Yeah. That's that's tough. Now, what if if they go and add maybe Baker or somebody that changes? But right now their quarterback is Drew Locke, right? Right, and and they continue and don't don't sleep on the fact that and this I'm not going to say that I'm I'm moving these receivers up my draft boards because they sign him, but it it looks like a stalemate is going to come up with Jimmy Garoppolo, and I don't think any of the any of the other teams are going to look at Garoppolo and say let's sign him or let's take his 24 million, which is what will have to happen if he's on a roster uh, and they keep the contract that he currently has unless he decides to uh, to change his contract. So if they wait for him to get cut, you could definitely see Carolina and Seattle looking at 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 taking him and they're not going to trade for him because you know San Francisco is not trading to anybody in the division. So they may you may get an uptick on those two receivers. I'm not touching anybody for the Seattle Seahawks in 2022. Not a player. Tony says what about he says DJ Moore second round. I, I, second round? No. But DJ Moore, I don't feel like he's I feel like Darnold or whoever the quarterback is can still go out and give him plenty of targets cuz right. it problem, happened last year with DJ Moore, right? And the problem is that he does it get in the end zone enough? And I know that there are people, you know, he could, he could easily change that. He could end up with ten touchdowns this year and change all of our minds. But again, sometimes you've got to wait till you see it in a player. And and if he's played with the same team and they're using the same philosophy, I don't see them changing the philosophy of saying, well, let's give him, you know, twice as many targets in the red zone when they haven't been doing it for the last three years. Great player, I'll have him on a, on teams, you know, on my best ball teams because he does have really good games. But I'm not drafting him in the ADP that he currently has right now. And and I, I don't know that he's going to take two or three rounds up from what he was a year ago just because uh, Chris McCaffrey's not on the field. I'm looking for the best receiver, the top-rated receiver with the worst quarterback. And hold on, I just had one here. The best receiver D- with the worst. Like Debo, he does so much, though. Do you worry about the quarterback situation? You mentioned his name earlier. Trey Lance. Right. Well, Garoppolo won't be there, so Trey Lance will be Debo's uh, So do you worry about that at all well, with he's Debo? Well, first time he's starting, second year. The the interesting thing about Debo, and right now he's going in the mid-second uh, round, if everybody starts to say how good Trey Lance looks in camp, he's going to shoot up the draft boards, especially if he signs. That, all right. That'll be the key. I'm looking at the, the tiers, ADP, you make whatever. You a good case for Debo. I would rather have Diggs, Adams, C.D. Lamb, those are good quarterbacks, but I'll tell you Mike one. Evans. I would take all those guys over Debo. If Debo has signed a contract, 
you have to think about Debo and the way he does his route tree. He doesn't go like a Tyree kill. He, in fact, half of his yards come from rushing. He doesn't need Trey Lance. I know, to, to but get, he don't want to do that anymore. Well, <clears throat> if he signs the contract, he's going to do what San Francisco asked him to do. In my opinion, I, I would, I would consider drafting him in the late first round if he is signed on the day that you end up having a draft. I don't like AJ Brown as much uh, on his new team than I did with. Tennessee. You don't trust Jalen? Um, Not really. No. I've seen well a lot of a lot of his the ADP of Jalen Hurts right now is just a tick above Tom Brady. I was um, trying to so see how that, far I would put Terry McLaurin as far as best receivers with worst quarterbacks. I'll, I'll give you somebody who who makes the category with Debo. Uh, and to me, it's <clears throat> it's an, you know Tyree Kill is obviously I hit, he's one of somebody. Them too. Here's another one that you got to consider: Deontay Johnson for Pittsburgh. Uh, you, yeah. you look at the fact that they've got a quarterback that hasn't been there. They got a rookie and a and a and a guy that has only been on the, this team for a couple of months. And Deontay Johnson's going to want the ball. Juju's no longer there. Uh, I don't think Claypool is going to hurt his his stock or his value because Deontay Johnson's always gotten the ball that he's been there the last couple of years. So you just got to ask yourself. You know, Pittsburgh in the last couple of years have been notorious for just chunking the ball to the, to the five and six and seven yard range. And if that's going to continue with these quarterbacks, I don't see his his uh, numbers dropping. In fact, they may even go up. Uh, you know, Najee Harris is going to command a lot on, in the passing game, so that may hurt his stock a little bit. But Deontay Johnson is definitely somebody that I look to draft uh, based on the offense that they have in Pittsburgh right now. Charlotte, let's take another break. We'll come back one more segment with C.W. Sloan talking fantasy football. This is fun for me, hopefully. You guys enjoy it, and if you don't play fantasy, at least uh, it's kind of like an NFL update for you, too. Who's playing where? Because uh, a lot of moves this offseason. Some moves still to come, potentially, at the quarterback position uh, with Baker Mayfield and Jimmy G. We shall see. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Did you miss a show on Pirate Radio? Well, you can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is Clip Rock. All right, wrapping up hour number two, we got Bryce and Bryce. New show idea on Pirate Radio. Bryce Williams, Bryce Weaver, former pirate, future pirate. Uh, we'll talk to those guys coming up in the five o'clock hour. CW Sloan hanging out, our fantasy guy during these summer months here at Pirate Radio talking fantasy football chandler you are looking at me do you have an update on something uh yes i got an update on my follow with natalie martinez no she has not followed me but i'm getting some great uh, support uh from some people cj says chandler thank you so much for letting me borrow your lamborghini so i could take my dog to the vet yesterday i parted it back in your second vacation home in santa monica if you need it again soon thank you cj and then john moody says chandler is always the third to fourth person to lend a helping hand to someone in need give this guy a follow so i appreciate wow you got support coming on your side i appreciate it guys this, this could help me get the follow from natalie martinez under the effort. dome store very good effort. good luck uh, on your follow lisa Loeb has been mia 
as of today maybe i should put out a video of me singing her song and send that to her that probably wouldn't work no but do you want to hear chandler and i sing brooks and dunn stick around for the five o'clock hour because it's coming all right cw give me a breakout guy in 2022 a guy that uh you as you put it i I said who's a guy that you want mid to late rounds you you don't know if you have an answer on that but you do have a guy who's going to have his best season in the nfl so far and that guy is who marquise hollywood brown hmm old face in the new place yeah he he's projected right now in in the 60s and so you're looking at in a 12 team draft somewhere in the fifth round in the sixth round uh for a 10 teamer and everything is set up for him he is going to be in the best offense and as far as passing goes, that he's been in, you know, Baltimore has not been an offense that that traditionally likes to pass. DeAndre Hopkins is going to miss the first six games of the season. Forgot about that. Kyler Murray, you got the, the offense that that these guys are running. Can and, you remind me of yeah. the pecking order of the Cardinals again? So they had was it Moore, Young? They, they and he's only a second year player, so Moore is a second year player. Uh, uh, Hopkins is. Uh, the number one, but he's going to be out the first six weeks. And then Christian Kirk went to Jacksonville. Christian Kirk's gone. So he's going is to, AJ Green still playing? I know AJ that's Green not a is still sign. Yes, okay. but uh, it's really Rondell Moore who could take that next jump. But you think Brown's going to be? But Brown's been in the league two years longer, and okay. uh, the, the the reason why they picked him up. Number one, you know, we can talk about this uh, in terms of how the quarterback and the and the receiver played in college together, just like we were talking earlier uh, uh, in the segment, but. No, everything just speaks that they they traded a lot to get him. A lot of people were, you know, raising the eyebrows of how much it took to get him. It was even less than what it took to get AJ Brown. And we all think of AJ Brown a much better player than Marquise Brown. Yeah. So naturally, if they're going to take that kind of capital to get him and put him in Arizona, they're going to use him. And when you, you know, I can't speak enough about the fact that you're losing uh, one of the best players that, that they had on the team in Christian Kirk, and you also have six weeks out for DeAndre Hopkins. So I, I do feel like. Uh, this fits perfectly for him leading the okay. team in targets, leading the team in, in yards, maybe not in touchdowns if Hopkins comes back and, and has a good year. But you also have to consider, too, how he actually took a leap from his rookie year to his second year in Baltimore, where they basically run 70%, 65% of the time. The only thing that really stumped him last year were the drops. And if yeah. he can shore that up, I can assure you he will be a much better player than where you're getting him at 64 to 68, which is what his ADP is right now. Uh, I think I might be I'm a little nervous on this I don't know if I feel it in my heart yet but it's on the tip of my lips like last year I don't want to pick the same guy to be a breakout two years in a row Uh, last year I thought C.D. Lamb was going to finish like top five to ten receiver as did I and I kind of want to pick him again but another guy I'm looking at now and I don't fully know the situation I, I do like Cortland Sutton but Jerry Judy is a guy that I think I might try to roster a lot this year. And what in our league, I drafted him as well. In a, in wherever we, you know, he was. So you still got go. him? I still have him, unless well, unless we decide to give him up. And uh, I don't know that I will. Actually, it depends on how much the capital is. We got to check our salary caps in order for that. But I, much like CD Lamb, I took him a year too early. And so I do think everything that we were thinking about last year translates. But you have to do that in fantasy. You You do. You can't take them too late. You have to take them early. Right. 
And and not only that, you know, we took him last year thinking that Drew Locke was going to be the quarterback. Now who look look who's going to the quarterback is going to be when we're talking about Russell Wilson. Uh, you can make a case that you know they don't have any kind of uh, a connection right now, and and we'll have to see how the off season goes and listen to the training camps and see what what they're saying. Be careful that you don't listen too much because sometimes that could be a red herring. But uh, but Jerry Judy is somebody who was an elite talent in college. He's his new Metcalf. He's not been an elite. Uh, passing offense in Denver and now it looks like they're ready to open up so he's also had some injury stuff which is my main concern it's not about him and Wilson connecting it's him being on the field and if you look at you know what what Russell Wilson did with Tyler Lockett and with DK Metcalf in a heavy run passing offense as well you do realize that he can put up numbers if uh, he allows it to so we just have to look and see you know how well Russell Wilson is playing at his age right now. I, I think it's possible. I don't think Jerry Judy is, is somebody that I'm avoiding by all costs. Uh, just make sure you don't overdraft it. Chandler, you said that uh, you're being offered trades already. Is somebody trying to give you Juju or get Juju? They're trying to give me Juju and basically said for anybody on my on my roster. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how many keepers do you keep in that league? Um, I'd have to look. I'm not, I'm not sure. So are you interested in Juju? Not really. Should he be interested Should in Juju? Should I be? Depends on it's all to the cost dependent. What what, yeah. what, are you, what are you you're right. giving up? I mean that that's I, he's going to start. I mean he's he's replacing a Tyreek Hill, and of course you're not going to replace a lot of the things that Tyreek Hill does. But you do have to take into consideration the offense that he's in, and uh, and then who are the players that that are ahead of him. And think about it. I, more than likely, he's probably going to be a number two target on an elite offense. Uh, with Travis Kelsey being number one. I came across a uh, article on ESPN. It's NFL's ten most intriguing second year players. He's for one of them. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just going to throw a, second uh, year players. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to throw a couple out there. Uh, number one, Zach Wilson, New York Jets. Mm. You're only taking him if you're in a in a in a two quarterback league and and you want him as your third uh, quarterback as a backup. I, I just don't see him in, in a especially in a one quarterback league. Uh, showing any kind of, he's not going to finish in the top twelve, in my opinion. I just don't see that happening. Uh, Najee, Najee Harris, first round. He's a first round. He, you know, he's going to go in the first round in pretty much ninety percent of drafts. He's going so to be the the guy. If you if you like volume, the volume. Mm-hmm. If you like volume, yeah. you, I mean, you may not get the yards and numbers, but you can he's get a touch the ball. A lot. You can get a one yard touchdown, and you're going to get a lot of carries and a lot, a whole lot of catches too. I would imagine, right, CJ? And, and the one thing that you can also consider as far as his tick up is. You know, Mitchell Trubisky is going to be the starting quarterback going in. We'll just assume right now he's the starting quarterback. He's not going to be throwing the ball in the red zone the way Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger loved throwing in the red zone to Claypool, to uh, Pat Fryermuth. You're not going to see that. So what's going to end up happening is they're going to run the ball more. I see more touchdowns this season for Najee Harris, even if the receiving yards and catches go down a little bit. And they may come down a little bit because he caught a lot of balls. All right. Third and final one that I'll throw out there, Justin Fields. No. 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 no, the quarterbacks, the t- no. second-year quarterbacks, they're just the quarterbacks are too deep to worry about these guys. He is, he does have legs. You know, Zach Wilson not quite as much as as Justin Fields. I just don't really care much for the offense. Now, Chandler, if you're in a league like we're in, and you can get you draft one of these guys late, thinking two Dynasty. years from now they'll be good. Yeah. yeah, go for it. But this year, no. For for one yeah. one quarterback leagues, I'm not drafting either one of those. No. All right, CW, we're uh, we're off next week. Hopefully. Uh, we can do this a few more times though this summer. Yeah. Throughout July. We have a lot of segments we could do. I think you and I've come up with 
over the last couple of years and just let me know what day you want all right I'm here let's do it again that was fun i love talking fantasy football i could do it year round so we'll uh we'll do it again in july let's take a break we'll come back bryce and bryce joining us bryce williams former pirate tight end and bryce weaver future east carolina offensive lineman that's on the way when we return on pirate radio live after this listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back at Angel Oak. They continue to make customer service a number one priority. A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success. The combination of their local team's experience and Angel Oak's wide offerings of products from standard conventional, government, and portfolio loans has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Braxton Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Clip Rock here with you, Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer. We'll be with you uh, in a moment back on video on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Chandler Honeycutt here and former East Carolina tight end Bryce Williams joining us here on this Tuesday. Bryce, how you doing, man? Good. How are y'all doing? We're doing fantastic. Why well, don't I speak for everyone? Chandler, how you doing? I'm doing all right. <laughs> no, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. That's why I didn't want to speak for him. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we're going to talk ECU of the past and also ECU of the future because joining us right now on the Pirate Radio Live line is an East Carolina commit from D.H. Conley High School. He is Bryce Weaver joining us here on the program. Bryce, how you doing today, man? I'm pretty good. How are y'all? Doing great. Doing great. And uh, it's been a big uh, couple of weeks for you committing to East Carolina University. And I guess the cool backstory here is Bryce, local kid, and also grew up a Pirate fan. I've seen on social media you say it's a, a dream come true and, and something you've hoped for. So, so kind of tell us about that story, being able to attend and play football at the school that uh, you were a fan of. Well, so growing up, you know, I was a big fan. Actually, watching Bryce Williams play with Shane Carter and Justin Carter, you know, I became a big fan of them when Ruffin was there. Went to the bowl game, played some good, some good football. So it's, it's a, really a dream come true playing at a school, you know, I, I admire so much uh, watching them since I was young and stuff like that. So, Bryce, you are uh, an offensive lineman uh, with D.H. Conley. Do you play both sides or just O-line there? Uh, yes, I do play both sides. I play some nose guard on the defensive side, try to make some plays. And you're uh, you're coming to East Carolina as an offensive lineman. Uh, yes, I'll be coming in as an inside offensive lineman. Okay, uh, talking to Bryce Weaver on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Bryce, how about how about this uh, this off season? How do you stay in shape? What do you do to train to to be ready for uh, Nate Connors Vikings coming up here in August? What are you doing right now? Uh, so we have morning workouts usually. Those are usually three hours, and then I have I also have basketball practice um, every day at three. And sometimes from time to time, I'll, I'll work out with a uh, former pirate as well, Mark Washington. He has a, he has a gym here. And oh, yeah. He trains me, so. 
Big Mark Washington. That's awesome. You got pirates all over the place, Bryce. That's that's okay, a good, <laughs> that's a good start. Uh, and, and just talking to you for 15 seconds now, it sounds like you love it. I can hear it in your voice that this is what you want to do. And uh, how much do you enjoy this work you're putting in every day? Oh, I, I love it. It makes me so much better. You know, being around my teammates, everybody, they, they make me so much better. They, grind, they make me grind. So I love it. Talking to Bryce Weaver, got Bryce Williams here in the Pirate Radio studios. So, how about your recruit, uh, recruitment, Bryce? And talking to uh, Coach Shank, uh, Donnie K, Mike Houston, and all the other coaches. How, when did that process begin for you? When did you start talking to East Carolina? So I didn't really. I, I, I my sophomore year, don't end my junior in the summer. Uh, I went to the big man camp. It was the same day as seven oh seven, and uh, I didn't know anything about me getting recruited. You know, I went up there. And they were just started talking to me, and uh, the former player developer, uh, Derek Miller, whenever I was going up, because I forgot to get my weight and height, and he took me over there, and he just started talking to me. He was like, yeah, we're going to start recruiting you, stuff like that. So that's when I started figuring out they were going to start recruiting me. And then after the, uh, the big man camp was over, I talked to uh, Coach Houston and Coach Shake, and they and they really they said they liked me a lot. They just wanted me to see me improve on my body and stuff like that. So. Yeah, what, what uh, what's your height and weight uh, right now, Bryce? So at ECU, they they got me at six three with no shoes, but I I, I say myself at six four. You know, I don't, I don't play without shoes. Mm-hmm. And Wait. I'm, I'm three. Nah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I'm three oh five. Bryce uh, Williams here. Bryce, you know all about that. Where hey man, you you shaved a couple inches off of me there. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. That always you know obviously combine I was like six five and four eight or five eight or whatever it was, but. I mean, I'm not going to tell anybody, hey, I'm 6'5 and 5'8. You just go ahead and assume 6'6. Six, six. You know, obviously you play with cleats. Yeah. Um, Bryce, I guess, uh, you know, you committing this early as a, you know, a junior, a rising senior, I'll have to say that weight off your shoulders um, going into your senior year, not being, you know, you don't have to worry about not having an offer or, you know, if and even if an offer is going to come, I would have to say uh, you're pretty relieved for that coming into your senior year, aren't you? Oh, yeah, definitely. It took some weight off my shoulders, you know, not making sure that I have to, you know, grind every game. Well, I'm still going to grind every game, but yeah. grinding to make sure I keep my offer and stuff like that, already being committed, it definitely takes a lot of weight off my shoulders. Oh, definitely. You can uh, kind of sort of play freely a little bit and not be as stressed out. Like, I knew you were uh... – you correct yourself about not having to grind, but I know what you meant as far as you uh, guess not be so stressed out of you know how I'm doing and everything like that. You can and obviously being you know be able to play freely obviously makes you play better, so you'll be good. And Bryce, how about you mentioned being a fan of uh, of Bryce and those teams back uh, five, six, seven years ago? How about uh, playing where you know Holden Aylers and C.J. Johnson and those guys are right now? How cool is that to follow in their Viking footsteps? It's definitely cool, you know. My I have an older brother that uh, played with them in uh, at Com. He played outside linebacker. He, uh, growing up with them, you know, being around them all the time, it's definitely fun. And seeing that I'm going to the same school as them, go play same football, it's, it's great. Bryce, we were joining us. So, Bryce, uh, I mentioned about early in your recruitment. How about who stayed on you? Who were the the main coaches you've uh, interacted with at East Carolina in this process? So, I, um, mostly I talked to Coach Kirkpatrick and Coach Shank. Uh, Coach Kirkpatrick, he's he's my area recruiter, so he would come to school and talk to me. But Coach Shankweiler would still text me all the time and call me and stuff like that. And I, I man, t- uh, Coach Shankweiler, he's been in it forever. I talked to him last year on Media Day about how he 
stays current, stays relevant, kind of relates to the players these days. And he told me that good players want to be coached hard and good players want to be coached the right way. And no matter how old he gets and how young the recruits are, that's going to never change. And every player I talk to, Bryce, whether it be on the, the team now or from 20 years ago, says he's real. And, and that's something you want in a coach too, right? Somebody that's not going to kind of BS with you. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, coach Connor, actually, my head coach right now at Conley, he's he's a he's a he's a real coach. You know, he he's going to tell you honestly what he thinks, and if you're giving enough effort and stuff like that. So I'm definitely ready for uh, Coach Shankly to start coaching me as well because I think he's a, he's a really great coach. He's been he's been in the college, he's been in the NFL, all that stuff. So I'm definitely ready for him. Good deal. So you, uh, do you got thick skin? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Coach Connor, he he rips me all the time, so he's, he's grounded. <laughs> all right, good deal. Did did you have to learn to get thick skin, Bryce, or did you have it coming in? Like, did you have a wake up call? I'm talking to Bryce Williams here. Uh, when you when you went to ECU, like, were you ready um, for it, or did it have to uh, happen a couple times? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I guess you're not really ready for it in the first place. You're like, dang, you get a little like inside. You're kind of like butter. Like, really, what the heck? But <laughs> then after a while, you just look him in the eye and. In one ear, out the other. Pay attention to what they said, but you know, don't take offense to it. Hey, hey there's some good advice for you, Bryce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bryce Weaver joining us. So, uh, Bryce, looking forward to another year of Pirate football. And, and how about that O-line and what they've done? You can say the same about the D-line for East Carolina. They have made it a priority, and now you're going to be one of the ones coming in next season to help out this offensive line. But it looks like it, it could potentially be a strength uh, for East Carolina this year. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, that one picture that Coach Houston posted with the O-line, yeah. they're looking pretty big. So, you know, I'm, I'm definitely ready to join that group. You know, it's a hard-working group. Definitely going to be one of the strengths of the team this year. Well, that's awesome. Uh, Bryce, did you say you're uh, you're playing basketball this year too? Uh, yes, sir. All right, good deal. New uh, coach. I knew uh, Coach Rob Maloney well, but uh, new head basketball coach out at Conley, right? Yep. Uh, he, he was a former player for uh, Coach Maloney too. Uh, his name is Kendrick Green. Awesome. He's a good coach. And we'll still have Coach Leba helping us out, too. Awesome. Good stuff. So, I'm assuming you're in the post uh, in basketball, Bryce? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Coach, Coach Leba doesn't let me go anywhere besides the post. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Anything else other than football, basketball you'll be doing this year athletic-wise? Uh, no. All right, good deal. And, and you know, Nate Connor, and, and you mentioned he'll get on you, he'll do that. I know you guys work your tails off out there. Do the coaches at East Carolina give you anything to do as far as workouts, as far as stuff they want from you? Or, or right now, is that all, you know, Nate Connor and, and your other coaches uh, call? Uh, right now, it's just um, Coach Connor, Conley, Conley workouts. That's all, that's all I got right now. I got you. All right, Bryce. Well, uh, congratulations, man. And I uh, appreciate you joining us here today. Can't wait to uh, – to talk to you officially uh, when you get to East Carolina and, and talk to you in practices, media day, that'll be fun. But good luck this season with Conley, man, and uh, we appreciate you joining us today. Thank you. It was a great honor to be on the show. Thank you. Uh, there's Bryce Weaver joining us. And, Bryce, you remember when you were that young? <laughs> the, good, uh, the good old days? Oh, yeah. And I was sitting there thinking, I said, man, he has got, I guess, four, either four – or five years, you know, at ECU, and, and he's still uh, got a whole another year of high school left. And yeah. what an impressive interview by that young man! Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, knowing that he's gonna, you know, start, you know, just a fresh start in college, and obviously with the, you know, playing football and stuff, it's like man, I'll just think about everything. Yeah, with football and you know, going to college and everything like that. So um, he's got a, he's got a good, I guess, exciting a future, you know, ahead of him. So you walked on at Marshall. 
mm-hmm. out of high school. So mm-hmm. you played your senior year, you know, getting offers, going through, kind of thinking about that stuff, right? No, or no offers, no no offers. But talking to you know, talking. To I teams. mean, just like visits, and like yeah. as far as I mean, like coaches coming to visit right. high school. But um, but thinking that, about your decision anyway, your senior year, you you were you didn't have anything I, locked down. I, no, I didn't have anything um, locked in till Marshall called me during track practice. <laughs> so after the after the season, I didn't have anything. After right. my senior year, I didn't have any offer or opportunity to go anywhere. Um, and then like during track practice, I guess, so I guess that'd be like, maybe when was it, whenever it was, when they were still able to sort of call and, uh, Marshall called me like, you know, for a preferred walk on spot and all that. So yeah, I was kind of just sort of wandering. And then you got here, put up numbers and made all those recruiters look like idiots. Exactly. So there you go. Yep. That's the story. By the way, we should officially introduce Bryce Williams. Um, and we used to have a theme song for you and we play it, but now we're on Facebook and YouTube, and, and we they did, will flag the crap yeah, out of us. But, <laughs> but I thought, what if we get the karaoke version of that song, and me and Chandler sang it? <laughs> it it'd be just as good. I mean, but what what if we did that? What would that sound like if we were to actually do that, Shirley? I, uh, I saw the light. I was uh, baptized uh, by the fire in your touch and the flame in your eyes. I'm born to love again. I'm a brand new man. <laughs> that was pretty good. It didn't hit as hard as the original. But uh, we thought we'd do that for you. Yeah, thanks. That was good. I so now you get to look it. forward to that every Tuesday. <laughs> that was good. And maybe like the I Go song, we should add a line to the real song every week. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, but Bryce Williams is here hanging out. Let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. We got to go Pirate Radio Outdoors. Uh, CJ's here. We might might do an expanded version of the five-second game. Get a couple rounds in. Get Oh, yeah. You know, if we're warmed up. I don't want anybody to stretch anything, but we'll uh, maybe do that and uh, talk more football with Bryce Williams. Can you think of a, a running back, your all-time favorite running back you didn't play with at ECU? Because you played with my all-time favorite, Tay Cooper. Yeah. Breon Allen was brought up quite a bit as well. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, I got one, I guess. I guess. We'll talk some RBs. Yeah. I am more when we return. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville and uh, next to Sam's Club. and Or you can go online at qualityequip.com to find the location near you. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Uh, Paul on Facebook Live says, Weaver, impressive. Uh, it was nice to talk to that young man from D.H. Conley High School. He'll be an East Carolina Pirate, part of the 2023 uh, incoming class next year. So, Looking forward to uh, seeing him play some Conley football. We've got somebody to 
watch on the offensive line and a little bit of nose guard he said as well going to be coming to east carolina as an interior lineman and uh fun to catch up with him and talk to him last segment bryce williams rejoining us here in the pirate radio studios bryce talking we'll talk wide receivers tomorrow with Igo. last week we talked running backs on the show you play with some good ones unfortunately you play with some guys that were here and then gone because they were both transfers right mm-hmm. uh tay cooper two years and out and then yeah. Breon yeah. as well yeah. but uh had some very memorable uh wins and plays with those guys how about a non-teammate of yours your favorite um, east carolina running back i guess the one that comes to mind because i guess when i was old i was old enough to sort of pay attention to the foot you know to football and kind of know what was going on i guess it'd be you know chris johnson um, so you remember watching him for ecu mm-hmm. before the pro yeah like the hawaii bowl and things yeah. like that so um he was fun to watch that's for sure is there a running back you remember playing against uh that torched the pirates um or that you were like dang i'm about to go out and tackle him if y'all can't let's see to, <laughs> i mean of course some days you felt like that with daggum navy just I, yeah exactly navy um even with that quarterback felt like we couldn't get him what was his name did y'all play against reynolds or perry keenan reynolds keenan reynolds was a yes keenan yeah him um but he's quarterback but still and those are about the only things that are coming to mind trying to think who uh in that era would have torched y'all if anybody Um, nobody's coming to mind right now any cincinnati running back well i think about this running back he didn't have the i mean a, a stellar day but uh, in South Carolina, Mike, 20, Dave, in Mike, Davis, Mike Davis bled the entire fourth quarter one time. Yeah, Mike Davis. Yeah, Mike Davis. It was funny. I actually, ended up was I with him uh, with Seattle? I think. I think it was Seattle somewhere. He was that. He was in Seattle him. at one point. Well, he yeah. was kind of a journeyman guy, and yeah. then had a good year for Carolina. Parlayed that into a contract with Atlanta, and I think yeah. he's with a different. He's team with Baltimore now. now. Yeah. Yeah, he was somewhere. I do remember him. Um, God, he was just getting like three yards a pop and getting just enough for a first down. That final drive, that was so frustrating. Oh, very. Of course, we were missing a starter there. But we won't get into that. On the D-line? Yeah, that was the sour. Oh, yeah. Big guy in the middle. Yeah. Some would call him a monster. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it, Terry! (laughs) All right. Uh, Bryce Williams joining us. Let's. uh, We got to go Pirate Radio Outdoors. We'll find out what Bryce has been up to this week, but also he had a memory on social media to this day, and we'll uh, we'll talk about what he was doing seven years ago seven years on this ago, day on this day. Okay, on that'll be fun. Day. But I want to play a couple rounds of the five second game, if y'all don't mind. Uh, we played with Wes Hines last week, and Shirley, believe it or not, Wes was pretty good. <laughs> Wes was pretty darn good at cheese this game. Toast. My parents commented on his cheese toast for breakfast. <laughs> they thought that was. What funny. do they say? They just thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> they were like what? I mean, that's how you want to wake up in the morning with some cheese toast. Yeah, breakfast of champions. I say. Is that what he said he eats for breakfast? Well, we did. Bre- uh, did you ask him, Bryce? Or no, I think it was me. It starts Chandler. with a C. Breakfast I, I was, that starts with a C. I was looking for country ham to come out of Wes Hines' mouth, but uh, he was, said cheese toast. Cheese toast. All <laughs> right. no, that's, not, that's not a bad way to start your day. It kept him in the game. Uh, CJ, yeah. you can play? You ever played before? Never played before. Have yeah. you played this game? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. 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 I can't keep up with everybody. Yeah. I, I think I played this game. All right. <laughs> 
Uh, let's go, uh, since we're all veterans, let's go freestyle. Ooh. Like, like, like uh, the letter or like trivia, anything. Just anything. Oh, God. Anything. But, it, but you have to give a category and a letter, right? You don't have to give a letter. This can be actually oh, okay. anything now. Okay. Let, it could be anything. It could be anything. You, you have five seconds to answer the question. Yeah. That, that's all it is. So uh, who wants to get it started? I'll do it. I'll defer. All right, CJ, go ahead. Okay. Um, Chandler, name a city not in the United States. With Good. a letter? No, just, just any city. Oh. Oh, uh, London. All right, way to go! Was, way to go! Yeah, stop watching that, man. <laughs> that, was, that, that, that was scary. We were a little, uh, yeah, liberal on the timeline. Uh, let's go, Shirley. Name a state that starts with the letter K. Kansas. Well wow. done. The only one, I think. Kentucky. Oh, Colorado. Cackalack. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shirley. Um, Bryce. Um, wait, I'm not supposed to have five seconds on the <laughs> know, question. But, but, um, okay. Um, oh my gosh, I had it and then I lost it. Um, name a state that starts with the letter um, O. Oklahoma. All right. Well done. Let's see. Let's see. Clip. Yo. Name a Hispanic cuisine that is neither a taco or quesadilla. <laughs> uh, can I say bur- wow. burrito or fajitas? Or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. All right. All right, that was uh, that was interesting. <laughs> All right, uh, Chandler, name a current or former wrestler, pro wrestler, whose first or last name begins with the letter R. Roman Reigns. Okay, nice. wow, that was quick. Dang, that was quick. I was hoping you would say R. <laughs> I was going um, for Ric Flair, to be honest with you. But uh, let's go, uh, CJ. Name an exercise. That starts with the letter P. Uh, pull-ups. Oh. Wow. Well done. Okay. I was going with push-ups, but... Okay. Pull-ups. Hey, you can push or pull. Yeah, there you go. All right. Let's go Bryce. That's not fair that you asked the exercise guy that question. Do you guys know I go to the gym? <laughs> <laughs> Bryce, name a country that begins with the letter C. Croatia. Mm. Wow. Why didn't you just say China? Oh, <laughs> Because he's yeah, whatever. He's Croatia You're smarter Croatian. than me. Oh, yeah. Okay, Chandler. What <laughs> university did Cole Beasley play for? Ooh, Cole Beasley. Ooh. I remember this from. Uh, oh, Cole, Cole Beasley went to. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Is it a small school? It is in. It was in the AAC. It's in American school. It's in American school. SMU. Yep. yep. SMU. I remember that from uh, from trivia. From trivia. SMU. Yeah. Bryce uh, was out there just hanging out, and you were like, "Hey, I know that." I one. know that one, which I was very proud of myself <laughs> because everything else y'all had was yeah. mind-boggling to me. All right, Bryce, you're still up. Okay, Shirley Rude. 
<laughs> yes, bri- sir. The prices are set up. Sorry. Let's good. see. Nothing. I'm gonna go sports related. Okay. I'm trying to think of softball, but I don't know anything with softball. So we're just gonna say, what college university did Tim Duncan play for? Wake Forest. Oh gosh. Very good. She's good. Very good. Charlie. Oh, um, let's go clip. Yeah. Um. Name a quarterback whose first or last name started with a W. Walt uh, Williams. Uh, Doug Williams. Okay. All right. <laughs> Walt Williams. I was thinking Warren Moon, but... Either oh, way. yeah. All right, CJ, name a song that has the word love in the title. Mm-hmm. Love Shack. Nice. <laughs> love Shack. Nice. Baby, Love Shack. <laughs> Rest. Um, did Chandler Chandler? I'm Chandler's out. Audi. Okay, let's go. I'm Audi. <laughs> Can you leave the room, please, so we yeah. don't get? <laughs> no, no, don't, don't, don't. All right, let's go back to Shirley. Okay. Name a university in America that begins with the letter P. Princeton. Mm, nice, nice. Shirley actually turned down Princeton to go to Barton. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Bryce, name a body of water in the United States. Any uh, Lake Norman. Okay. There we go. All right, CJ, we are going to go with what is hummus made from? (laughs) (laughs) That is the honey. Honey. (laughs) Chickpeas. All what right, you're out. <laughs> wow, Bryce. Bryce is here to play right, for school. What is he came correct. Well, he came out swinging. He He's came playing out hot. <laughs> playing the wind today. Okay. Shirley. All <laughs> righty. Let me think Why of are some. We <laughs> I don't know. Change it up a little bit. We are going to go. Can you name what is on the toppings of a Hawaiian pizza? <laughs> I have to name all of the toppings well, or what, just one of the, the main toppings? Topping? The main toppings. Pineapple. And? You just said name one of the toppings, right? No, that was Chandler. Oh, oh, uh, pineapple. Um, pineapple and... Oh, hell if I know. Uh, cherries. Cherries. <laughs> Don't give me that pizza. I thought it was pineapple and ham. Yeah. Oh, ham. Bacon, uh, perhaps. Dang, okay. I've got All right, Bryce. Clip. You're up. Are you scared, Clip? <laughs> kind of. I don't know what's coming. He's doing a good job of mixing it up, I got to yeah. say. Okay. I think I don't want to be too easy for you. Okay. Are you nervous, Clip? A little bit. I can't, you know, I thought of one that was... Okay, let's see. Um, who was shorter, Spud Webb or Muggsy Boat? <laughs> I'm going to say... I'm going to say Spud Webb. Yeah. Is that true? I think it's true. You think it's true? I, Spud Webb was 5'4". There ain't no way that Muggsy Boat was I think Muggsy Boat was... 5'6". Okay. 5'6". Bryce, name a player in the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame whose first or last name begins with an S. 
Jones. Steve Young. Very good. Golly, very that was hard. good. I was thinking uh, last name Sanders or Smith for the running backs. Oh, but yeah. Steve Young. Good this pull. game is suddenly Challenged. under protest. This game is under protest. But uh, Webb, I, I was looking five, it up six. Too. Well, that means he's out, and I win because oh, he was incorrect. Muggsy Bugs was five, five three. three. Oh, oh wow! wow yep. But Webb was five six. So we had. So what do we do? Who wins? Hmm. Probably. You I, see it, chat. I think. Uh, I guess Bryce wins. I, well, but if he said that was correct, then. Well, you have to have the correct answer. Correct. Right. If said the it, answer is in. It, if the person who asked the question, question gives wrong. you the incorrect answer, <clears throat> yeah. you well, bounced. Clip, clip wins by default. I don't even accept this championship. <laughs> I would like to uh, give the next champion two, two titles instead of me winning one. Do y'all want to go one more round? Lightning. Yeah. Let's, yeah, go, yeah let's, do it. let's go one more round. All right. Uh, we'll start it with... Shirley, name a wrestler whose stage name, first name, or last name begins with a B. Barbarian. Very good. Mm. I was thinking Brutus the Barber Beefcake. That's a lot of Bs. <laughs> That's a lot right. of BBs. All right, you're up. BB. Um, BB. Is everybody in? Yes. Okay. Chandler, name one of the Great Lakes. Uh, Michigan... Uh, Lake uh, Michigan? Correct. Correct. <laughs> I was trying to tell you to stop talking. Oh. I said name one of the oh, Great Lakes. <laughs> Michigan, Lake Michigan. All right, you're up. Uh, Bryce, mm. name a tractor company that starts with the letter F. <laughs> Mm, uh, mm, Farmall. All right. What's that? Farmall. Farmall. Were you just going to say Ford? I was going, I was thinking Ford. Oh, yeah. Ford. Like a Ford tractor. Oh, yeah, me too. I forgot that. Yeah, Farmall. All right, good pull. Dang, hey, you about, you about stuck me there. Okay, CJ, let's see. Oh, no. If you have, since you exercise, <laughs> if, you <laughs> have, <laughs> if you have, Three forty-fives on each side of the barbell. How much does that weigh? You want me to do math that quickly? You can count me out. Dang! All I right. thought you exercised three fifteen. Come on. Do CJ. I look like I know anything I don't about three fifteen? Does he live three hundred fifteen pounds? I don't know. If you figured, I should have said like two forty-fives on each side. My bad. Or one forty-five. My bad. Nope, you're out, CJ. Apologies. Okay. So how much is the bar? 45. 45. Okay. That's the, the key yeah. there. Surely. Bryce. How many feet are in a mile? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, God, I sucked at math. Uh, in a mile, I, 120 feet. Can I answer and get <laughs> oh, back in? It, oh, is it th- three? 5,280. 5,280. 5,280. 5,280. 5,280. 5,280. 5,280. 5,280. 5,280. 5,280. 5,280. 5,280. 5,280. 5,280. 5,280. 5,280. 5,280. 5,280. 5,280. 5,280. 
Chandler. Oh, God. Oh, no. Bringing you back. What is what is pi? Like, what's the number? 3.14. There we go. There you go. Okay, I thought that Um Clip. Yeah. Clip. Name a former Hornet. Okay. Former. Yep. With the initials RC. Initials RC. Curry. Um, Randall, Robin, Randy, Collins. Who you, who Re- Rex Chapman. Hmm. All right. You, you got me. You stumped me. All right. Hmm. Is it me? Is it me and you? Yeah. Oh boy. Here we go. Yikes. Here we go. Yikes. Let's go. Name. Hmm. Uh. Name a fish. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. That starts out. with the letter F. F. Oh. Question. Dang. <laughs> of all the things I've Man, I was thinking like offshore and then, then my brain got all twisted up. Man. Your brain's probably fried from trying to think of all these damn <laughs> random questions that you're asking. Wow. Oh. All right. Sweet. I'll they're tell gonna, you that. They're wow. going to be talking about this game for a long time. Yeah, first. that's yeah. a good one. Isn't it on a I fish was knocking them out. Yeah. Knocking them down and then got you with a flounder. Flounder. F. Man. Wow. How about that? That's yeah. how it's played. Never would have thought. All right. He's going to be on a boat later on this weekend just flounder. Stewing. Oh, yeah. Come Absolutely on. stewing. Dang. He's going to watch. He's going to catch a flounder one day and go, hmm. He, throw it back. He's yeah. going to watch Little Mermaid and see flounder and throw some at the TV. Yeah. It's, it's, he's done. I knew who you were. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Shirley Rhodes, let's open up the booty bag here on a Tuesday. <laughs> Oh, hey, can we end the show? Just end the no. show right now. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. 317-1250. Redbeard wants Wes versus Bryce and Are You Smarter Than Wes? Uh, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll do that this summer. Yikes. Chandler beat Wes in overtime, double overtime. Double overtime. He is smarter than Wes, but uh, might have to do that this summer. All right, Shirley, what are we giving away? How about a pair of tickets to a Down East Wood Ducks baseball game? Great thing to do this summer. Go see some live baseball at historic Granger Stadium. What caller are you looking for? 12. Caller 12, 317-1250. Pirate Radio Outdoors with Bryce Williams when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And congratulations to Chris Martin of Winterville. Picked up a pair of tickets to a Down East Wood, Bucks, uh, Wood Ducks baseball game. 
And, of course, baseball is back in Kinston. You can get uh, single-game tickets, and you can also check out all the fun promotions that are planned this season right now at woodducksbaseball.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All right, congratulations, Chris Martin. Here's some trivia for you guys. Chris Martin. Let's hear it. Same name as the lead singer of this band who uh, had songs such as Clocks. And give me another song, Shirley. Uh, Clocks. Yellow. Yellow. Um, Viva La Vida. Is that what um, it was? Loca? No, mm-hmm. not that one. There's uh, another one, but it's escaping me the title of it. I can see the video. Chris that I can. Martin. Chris Martin, mm-hmm. lead singer of. I know I the no, answer. I have no idea. Cold Coldplay. 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 Another, you could also say Josh Graham's favorite band. Would you have known that, Chandler? You would have known that. I not known that. If it got back around to me last game, you said Rando, Bryce, and it reminded me of Rondo. I was going to ask you, what SEC powerhouse basketball program did Rajon Rondo attend? And your answer would have been SEC powerhouse. Powerhouse program in the SEC. Who's big time in the pageant? Hmm. Can I give a clue? Yeah. It's a state that you forgot to mention while ago when I said what state starts with the letter K. <laughs> Kentucky. Kentucky. All right, Bryce, let's go Pirate Radio Outdoors. Before we talk about what you did this week, you had a cool memory on social media of what you were doing on June the 28th, 2015. Seven years ago. I was fishing. I think that was Stewart in the background. Uh, Miss Catherine, who's a big Pirate fan and loves the football guys, um, would take us fishing um, at her pond, and I, she got some. She had some good bass stocked in there. There's a picture of me with the, it was a four pound, twelve ounce largemouth. So um, I think that was like my first or second cast. It was very soon, early into the uh, our little fishing that evening. So that was pretty neat to see that in my long hair. Oh yeah. Oh, East Athletics. Cut off workout shirt, so it was a uh, that was a good memory. That was a fun. That's time. cool, Bryce. <laughs> yep. uh, I don't know a lot about the uh, the reproduction process when it comes to fish. So stocking a pond, we want a sex ed course. Yeah, on fish. give me a little stock- sex ed one hundred and one. Like when you so you stock a pond, how often do you have to stock it? Do you stock it once and it's good for a while? How does um, that work? I think so. I mean, obviously, if you do a certain, you know, I guess, you know, certain number, a certain number, a certain amount of numbers, certain amount. Oh, yeah. Certain amount of each, um, you know, species. You know, like typically in a pond, you have largemouth, bluegill, and crappie. So you have different types of fish. Yeah. I mean, obviously, bass will feed on your, you know, your crappie. I mean, your, well, I guess on your smaller crappie and then your bluegill. And then, of course, you have like your natural you know uh prey you know frogs insects snakes whatever um you know if around the pond you know to uh obviously feed your predators like you know your largemouth obviously a type of food chain in a pond hmm. um and if typically you know you want like good water flow and things in the pond um so they don't they call it turning over as in like sort of the oxygen you know gets flowing and everything you know dies but uh <clears throat> yeah i mean once you get you know your right numbers of everything and you know, fish it correctly. You don't, you know, take fish out of the pond you know, for several years to let them grow and, um, you know, continue to reproduce. And it becomes its own, like, oh, yeah, ecosystem. Estuary. Okay, estuary. Right? Good stuff. Um, but, yeah, so All right. it's nice when you get a good pond. But then, but, uh, yeah, this weekend, uh, mom and dad came into town 
and you know, obviously asked Dad if he wanted to go fishing, and uh, it was just me and him out there, and we we're going to try and you know get that topwater bite on some trout and redfish, and um, unfortunately in the beginning for the first two hours. Um, we were not having any luck and um, you know it was like my goodness because last time we went out together just him and i we didn't have you know a very productive day we didn't get skunk but he unfortunately didn't i don't know if maybe caught one but um after about you know two hours of fishing we changed game plans and started losing using some live bait um and dad actually was still adamant to uh use soft plastics and he ended up catching we ended up catching probably I would say close to a dozen slot redfish. Hmm. Um, so we had a great day there. And then my dad wanted to use top water. And it was like, I kept telling him, I was like, man, it's, it's not really that time of day. You know, the sun's up. It's late morning. Um, it's clear, you know, getting warmer and stuff. He's like, I'm going to use it anyway. And sure enough, he uh, caught a speckled trout on top water. And he hasn't caught one of those in forever. And uh, so he was ecstatic, ecstatic, ecstatic about that. Um, you know, we wrapped up the day, finished on catching fish and everything, and we had a really good time um, out there. So it was uh, not, we didn't get skunked. It was a very productive day towards the end. Good stuff. Bryce yeah. Williams, Pirate Radio Outdoors. Any plans for this week and weekend? Well, I'm headed west Thursday morning for Shane's wedding. Oh, oh. Yeah. Idaho. Idaho. Okay. Yeah, bring us back. Bring us back some taters. I'll see if I can smuggle a potato somewhere. Smuggle. I tell you what, I have been cooking and eating a lot of potatoes lately. I love some potatoes, and I need to figure out a new thing to do because I just cut them up and season them and put them in the uh, air fryer and yeah. eat them. That's about I, yeah, <laughs> and they're good every time. Oh yeah, I just would like a little variety. So oh yeah, there. I've seen some like amazing potato wedge recipes on this like instagram hmm. like they'll cut, cut up you know the i guess you know, oh. the rusted potatoes like the golden potatoes, yeah yeah yes yeah, cut wedges and like they'll soak them they'll, they'll soak them then they'll boil them and then they'll like bake them and season i don't know they i need to like, i don't know if i have video. the patience for that but oh, uh, making your own potato wedges would be cool oh, though. Man, like they, with the cheese yeah, and oh, stuff they oh, load yeah. it up season them it's a good idea oh my goodness i'm hungry like some sour cream yes oh man i need to find that video all right let's uh take our final break we'll come back we'll wrap it up with bryce williams here on a tuesday back with you pirate radio live after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report for today. The Dow was down 494, uh, 491 points and uh, ended the day at 30,946. The NASDAQ is down 343 points at 11,181, and the S&P is down 78 points at 3,821. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to the show. Here's Clip. We have air magic outside on his porch. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bryce, we'll see you again in a couple weeks. What is your must-have at a July 4th cookout? What do you need hot, to have? Hot dogs. 
Okay. And cold beer. Cold beer and hot dog. Asked and answered. Simple enough. Coming up loaded Wednesday. Ooh, all right. A what hot dog? I could load it all the oh, way. Oh, all the way. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Coming up Wednesday, 3 o'clock on Pirate Radio Live, we'll visit with the voice, Jeff Charles. We'll, uh, we'll get a little Hornets update. I need a refresher course on where we are after the ah! Thank you, Eric Collins. We got a uh, new head coach, uh, which is an old head coach. We'll talk about that with Spencer Percy, Buzzbeat. Also, Patrick Mason will join us. We'll talk some baseball with P. Mace from the Daily Reflector. Steven Igo, Hoist the Colors. We'll have our 2022 ECU wide receiver position preview and talk about some receivers of the past. So all that coming up Wednesday. Bryce, have a good 4th of July. Y'all too. We'll see you uh, in a couple weeks. Shirley, CJ Chandler, see y'all tomorrow at 3 o'clock on Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.